Ladies and gentlemen, I am here today with Fiona Padone. Did I pronounce that correctly? You did, yeah. Good job. Like a white person? Like a white person, yeah. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, Fiona, I met not that long ago. Like, what, maybe six months ago? Yeah, something like that. About six months. So, about yeah. six months ago, and we met through the... Pathfinder Apprenticeship. You guys have heard me talk about this recently. It's basically a five to six month mastermind. Fiona was my team leader with her husband, Ernie. He's really hot. Yeah. Sorry. Ladies. I was just about to say that. I, I know you, you, were. you cut me off. I was literally going to say the exact same thing. Okay. You can say it. Sorry. All right. We'll he's, cut that. He's, he's a very strikingly good looking guy. All right. So like what, six months and it feels like we've, and I've, and this is a going theme with a lot of our guests so far, feels like we've known each other since forever, basically. Yeah. So basically as far as what is it called? The spirit animal goes. <laughs> I was wondering if we're going to bring this up. You were. Yeah. So I people, people are saying, you know, cause, cause I'm like, how did you match me up with this woman here? Because we are literally spirit animals. We're the identical other than the actual sex. Um, is different and she's been in my face for five months calling me out keeping me in check and really aggressively very aggressively <laughs> which is why I grew probably the most I have in the last five months more so than I have the prior at least decade I would wow. say confidently I can say that and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going my first interview without my hat. So uh, Me too. Yeah, and so I did that in, in out of respect for Fiona because she's got a signature hat that she wears. And I said, you know what, since she can't wear it with the with the headsets here, I'll do the same. So comment and let me know. Should we get the hat back on? It's my signature look. But I did your but, hair looks pretty fresh. But though. I got the blonde highlights today. Yeah, and they look good. They do? Yeah. Thank you. Did you like bring them in a little bit cooler? I, uh, whatever that means, if that means more blonde, then yes. More blonde. Is that what that means? Uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm channeling my, 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 my best John Heinrichs uh, look here. Is Ooh, where I'm... I, yeah. No? I mean, John Heinrichs looks great as a blonde. He's like a Ken doll. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm going for here. You want to be a Ken doll? Not really. Bro, you're going to but... have to get rid of your muscles if you want to be a Ken doll. Ooh. Ooh, what if he's watching? Well, Does, he's are you saying buff. That, are you saying that John doesn't have muscles? No, 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 no. He's just, he's not a meathead. <laughs> He's like athletic and he's toned and it, this there, is really weird. Becky, there, if you're listening there, to this, there's the, uh, I'm sorry. There's the pullback, the, the, the backpedaling. <laughs> yeah, but no, you have muscles. No, but like his leg no, jo- is the jo- size of your bicep. Oh, jo- like, I hope he's not listening to that's this. That's not a bad thing. He's For not- a guy, if you say legs are as big as a guy's arms, that's Bro, not Bro, have good. you seen your arm? No. That's never, like, never. I never take pictures I'm just in the mirror. That's not a. Con- that's I, not an insult. It never takes a selfies in the mirror ever. All right. So anyway, enough about me. Hammer your. But please are great. comment. Let me know good or bad. So yeah, put the hat on. Or you know what? It's kind of cool. All right. So Fiona, do me a favor here. Get into your. I want to talk about your business real quick. I want to put this out there. So, um, you wedding business. Give me the name of it. The IG so they can go follow you. And if they want to hire you and your husband here, great. give them the name of the IG. The name of the business. Yeah, so we are Everyday Forever Weddings. We've been in the industry for about um, eight to ten years, yep. depending on when you start our timeline. Yep. Um, our IG is Everyday Forever Weddings. Yep. We're pretty yeah. consistent. Oh yeah. Brand wise, and then Ernie and I have a joint um, IG that's Ernie and Fiona, which you get to see a lot of madness on. Good. AJD yeah. made me get our made us get our own. I did, but we we're working on it. And I love it, by the way. And I'm sure you're getting good feedback on it. 
Yeah, you know. Because people are able to see the family now, the kids. Yeah, but Ernie and Fiona always did that too. I know. I know. It's okay. er, but Ernie's, Ernie, we need to get Ernie to step up a little bit. Well, he is, he is making sure Ernie and Fiona IG. Oh, he is? Yeah. Okay, good. So. Good. That's a step in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, he, he's like a genius in social media marketing. I know he is. That's how we built our business. I know. I know. And, so. and, and we're going to get into that, by the way. Sure. Okay, but but give me some statistics here. I want people to understand how incredible your business really is. This isn't just some <laughs> normal wedding photography business. Yeah. How so, many how many weddings in 2021 did you um, have on the books? Uh, 310. 310 <laughs> weddings yeah. in one year. Yeah, we that have is technically insane. 375 jobs total, but weddings, it was 310. 310 ladies and gentlemen did you hear that and what are you gonna what are you estimating for 2022 <sighs> um so we're just finishing up our goals um with all that <clears throat> but uh it's gonna i think it's gonna double Oof. i can't believe i'm saying this wow so uh we're definitely gonna six hit to seven hundred or more Possibly, yeah. Possibly, if you ask uh, wow. Marco, which yeah. Marco should be in the seat at some yeah. point, yeah. but if you ask him, he thinks that we do a thousand weddings a year. So, Who, who's Marco? Marco from Marco Contreras. 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 He's like the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. What? What? What do you mean? I don't. I'm lost now. He thinks that we do. Oh, he thinks. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Got yeah, it. Got yeah. it. Okay. He's projecting. Yeah. Okay. I was like, is he involved in the business somehow? I'm like, what Not the? At all. No, I mean, he, he just talk about stri- talk about strikingly handsome gentlemen. He's all right. He's a, for I mean, a, for a Mexican, to, is, is he Mexican? Yeah, I think he's, yeah. a, he's a great guy. But compared guy. to Ernie, a, he's got nothing. Yeah, else. true. Totally true. Yeah. Especially with the shoe game. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ernie's got the shoe game big time. <laughs> all right. Good. So, all right. So we put it out there. Everybody knows that you're extremely successful. It's 360 something weddings this uh, 20 and 21. Going to break probably six to 700 or more. So if you sure. want to book them, you want to get on the schedule quick. All right. Best in the business. So now what we're going to do here is this is customary for what we've been doing on every single interview here is uh, we're going to dig a little bit, Fiona, because right. now everybody knows how successful you are right now. Okay. Sure. Obviously, you haven't, this hasn't been like, uh, you know, the last 20 years. It took some time to get here. So now we're going to peel back some layers here, as we always do on the, right. on the Real it. Deal Talk podcast. So let's go back to little Fiona back in the day. Talk to me about, let's go all the way back. Give me some childhood stuff. How was the childhood? Good, uh, good upbringing, you solid home. You have a cheat list. Huh? You have a cheat list. What do you mean? We've gone through this. No, in, we haven't. In your we, apprenticeship. We, we went top level. Yeah, very much so. We brushed right over it in less than five. That's everything in Pathfinder. It's like you got to get everything done in five minutes. Yeah. You Talk about your really, whole life in five minutes. You get to be really efficient. Right, which which helped me. But this is my yes. podcast, and we don't need to do five minutes here. All right, all right. We're going to go on and on because I right. need to dig in. Chris I want, loves you for that. I know he does. He loves me. I know. At first, he's like, I don't know about that. I'm like, yeah, but then we – anyway, we'll get into that later. All right. So talk to me here. Okay. This isn't the, the five-minute brush over. Great. Go back. Give me childhood. I was born in Florida. Okay. I was born in West Palm Beach. Yep. Uh, my brother actually still lives there. One of my surviving brothers, mm. um, and I was born to a hot mess of a family. Okay, what does so, that mean? Um, well, my mom definitely has. I do also want to be very careful to like have some because this is oh, yeah. actually yeah, the yeah. first time, like publicly going, which mm. I feel like is a theme. Yes, but publicly going with some of this stuff. Of so, course, of course. Um, but my mom comes from some trauma. Yeah. And, yep. you know, life was really rough. 
um, her and my dad were in an abusive relationship. Okay. Drugs, abuse, yep. whatever, yep. right? A mess. Yep. So I have two older brothers. Yep. I was the baby of the first three. Um, all together, we there's five of us. So, um, but when I was about so five total. Yeah, my mom had five kids, bro. Five. And where were you in the in the lineup? I'm number three. Number three. Yeah. So I have been the baby. Yeah. I have been the only, and I have been the oldest, all in my lifetime. Mm. That's wow. why I'm so well rounded. Okay, so how are you the only? Because for a long time it was just me. My uh, my brother that's younger than me now yeah. is uh, he's like twelve years younger. So he's like twenty seven. Okay. Ish. Twelve years younger, huh? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Whoops. Wow. Whoops. I, all of us were. Oops. Oh, every one of you. I think oops. so. I think so. I'm pretty sure. There's uh, been some comments that made me think that. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so how long were they together the whole time? Give me some. Yeah, so no, my parents um, split up. Yeah. And my mom had a boyfriend. And. When did they split up? What age were you? Uh, well, I. So some of my childhood is super foggy, but. Yeah, of course. Um, I know from the grapevine when I was about two years old, my. I know it was potty training age, so yeah. like, you know, two or three. My mom actually took me from Florida, so and fled. And fled, mm-hmm. Be- because it was such a rough situation. Uh, rough. Where to go from here? Mm. Um, I've been told yeah. that yeah. Uh, it is because there's no way you could remember. Obviously, right, right, bro. I could, I could barely remember what happened last week. Exactly. <laughs> But from what I've been told, yeah. uh, my mom, her boyfriend, and his stepfather were being chased by the feds for stock market fraud back at eighty in the eighties. In the eighties, yeah. yeah. So they left. They went to New Mexico. I do remember parts of New Mexico. You do. Yeah. Yeah. I've funny. I remember staring at a tarantula at the sand dunes. Yeah. I remember. Like seeing the bats in like the cabin, like the caves yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then I remember some, I remember the house, his parents, and then we ended up coming here to California. And so this is when your mom took you out of there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And she left my brothers. She left your brothers yep. with your dad. Yep. I think it was Thanksgiving Day. I was supposed to come and I never did. Really? And so did she tell your brothers that, that she was going to do this? Uh, Ahead of time? She's like, hey guys, by the way. No. No. So the two brothers, were they more aligned with dad, would you say? No, nope, my dad left them too. He did? Yeah, so was... my grandparents raised them. Ah, yeah. but at that time your dad was with them. When she left, my Thanksgiving dad, Day. My dad still deals with addiction. Yeah. So, oh, wow. Yeah. wow. So he's, you know. Yeah. And so the Thanksgiving thing, he was still with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, did they, because back then... There's like no calling other than a landline, right? We couldn't text her. Right. So they just were just wondering, hey, what happened? Or did they? That part I have no no idea. No idea. Okay. So mom took you out. You remember New Mexico, all that stuff. All right. So go on. I remember driving here. I had two ferrets, Buzzer and Wuzzer. (laughs) You're kidding me. They were really cute. Uh, I loved them. I always wanted a ferret. Yeah. They're crazy. They are. They're wild. Yeah. So, but we... um, you know, I remember that being in like Arizona or whatever, and I remember it being really hot, and we were like putting our Coke cans around them yeah. in the car. But and then we were, ended up here. And so, did she have a plan? Like, hey, we're going, <laughs> we're going to San Diego eventually. I 
Yeah. Or did she just say we're going west? I don't, I don't know. My mom actually has plans. Of, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm not meaning to laugh. No, but it's, it's the way you're saying it is funny. Um, okay, so you left and then you somehow ended up in San Diego. Yeah, so I ended up San Marcos. San Marcos, which yeah. is where you reside now. Yeah, I didn't always. I hated San Marcos for a hot second. But you did? Oh, yeah. Why? What was wrong it was with it? It was trash. What, what's wrong? Uh, well, I just, I grew up in a different San Marcos than you see today. So okay. I grew up, you know, it was filled with gangs. And how long ago was this? Give me the 20 years ago. Um, do I have to give away my age? Just you kidding. already did. Uh, maybe. Yeah, you said your younger, your brother was 12 years younger than you. you. You already said it. I said, I think. You know, you said I don't, I didn't do math. Whatever. I'm a blonde. I don't know how to do math. <laughs> um... <laughs> No, yeah. So, it, like, kind of in high school. So, growing up, like, I went to Kinder. Yeah. Um, at San Marcos Elementary, yeah. which they ended up tearing it down and rebuilding because it was just a hot trash yeah. mess. Really? Oh, yeah. Was that bad? I was the only white kid. You're kidding me. Me and this other girl uh, were the only, and we lived in the same apartments. Yeah. So, really? Yes. Yeah, so All we the would, kids. Well, just me and this other girl. Oh, okay. It was across the street from the school. And so, at this point, you've got your mother, you, and your two younger. No. Siblings? No. No. My, my younger siblings are far, like, oh. I was 13. Oh. I was in junior high. Something like that before yeah. my brother came. And oh, actually, that's, I yeah, don't that's right. really right, have right, a relationship right. with my youngest sister. Your youngest sister? Yeah. Is, is that the one that's 12 years younger? No, she's like 21. <laughs> it's crazy, bro. I told you. Oh, boy. Here we go. See, this, uh, this ain't no Pathfinder five-minute brush over, is it? Uh, All right. So Jerry Springer. So, so there's... So there's an 18 year, 18 yeah, years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just about. So when you, so you just came out here solo with her. Yeah. And, and her boyfriend. And her boyfriend. Yeah. So we lived in an apartment. And where was, where'd the boyfriend come from? The boyfriend came from Florida. They fled together. Oh, really? Because his, yeah. his stepdad. Yeah. So they lived, uh, we lived with his parents in New Mexico. Oh, no kidding. And then we left. Like, I remember potty training and being scared of the, of the toilet because his dad told me, oh, if you flush the toilet, this is, and I was a kid, guys, right? Yeah, like, yeah. If you flush the toilet, it's going to suck you in. Yeah. And so I was terrified. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> of the toilet? Eventually, I don't wear diapers now, so eventually yeah. I, I got with it. But... Yeah, eventually you're okay with it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the boyfriend came out here. How was the boyfriend? Was he nice guy, good influence? Uh, or or just as bad, hot mess. No, so I actually grew up very abused as a child. Mm, so abused. Uh, yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, physically yeah. and mentally. Um. Yes. So he made a whip. Um. He was into leather crafting, yeah. so he crafted a whip and engraved it, Mister Leather. And I used to say hello to it every day after me? school. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I used to beg the teachers, and this is back in the day. I feel yeah. like when most people didn't um i don't know like cps wasn't like yeah you were allowed to spank your kids right yeah yeah. back in the day like it wasn't it was no holds barred basically yeah so there wasn't I, all this crap that's going on now yeah that's for sure. and i was a, i was a hot mess in school yeah behaviorally they almost made me like held me back in kindergarten because i was such a mess so by mess what do you mean like just behaviorally like you know, they. I was definitely labeled as like ADHD kid, right? You were labeled, yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, of course. But really, what it stemmed from is the inability to actually sit in a school setting because of trauma that was yeah. happening at home, right? And I would beg my teacher, like, "Don't let me go home with him." And what they, did the teacher do? They didn't say. They didn't do anything. No, no, no. 
and so and slipped through the cracks. I, I was one of those. And so you would tell the teacher all the time. And this is now at what age do you remember doing this? Six, seven, eight, nine? Yeah, kinder. I, I remember. Kinder. Kindergarten. Like, so I, well, I thought it was five, but yeah. we'll get into that. Let me get. Yeah. yeah. But. Oh, you thought you were. <laughs> my mom forgot my birthday here. So I actually had two 13th birthdays. So, but, so I was probably four, but I. Yeah. You're five when you go to kindergarten. Yeah. So she didn't even really actually even know. Isn't that crazy? It is. I'll tell you later how it happened because we'll get into that. Like when my brothers come back in my life. <sighs> okay. So you, so this guy with the leather <coughs> thing, whip. Mm-hmm. And he, he had like he... glaucoma or something in one eye. Like yeah. it was foggy. Yeah. So like I would just remember, I remember his crystal blue eyes and one was like super foggy. And that's how I remember him. That's how you remember him. He actually died in front of me. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait. Don't you love this? Yes. Wait, wait, wait. I mean, I don't love the, that well, this happened. But, I know, but, but your facial expressions is what I actually love. You're like, wait, what? Because yeah, you thought. Wait, wait. Yeah, because yeah, you're you like, thought, like, we already uh, went over this. No, we didn't. You thought you were like, oh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to peel back. And then I you're already, like. I knew. Believe Holy, me. Holy, I'm going to peel back. Yeah. Okay. So hold on. Go back. Okay, Go back okay. to Mr. Leather. What was it called again? Mr. Leather. Mr. Leather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you'd come home from school. Mm-hmm. Give me a scenario here. What would happen? Uh, I would have to go in my room. Mm-hmm. I would have to sit on my bed and wait for him to come in to whip me. For no reason. Yeah. Yeah. And one time it was I tried a daily to, thing. Yeah. One time I tried to put a pillow. Yeah. In my butt, and then from that point on, I had to do bare butt. And what was the reasoning that he was giving for doing this, or was he? No, no reasoning. I mean, not that I remember, but I, he also, like, I lived in domestic violence as well. So, like, I remember probably around the same age, my mom was a waitress and she worked two to 10 the whole entire time Mm. for like 17 years. Like, you know, we were part of the the Heinchel's family. Like, it's this restaurant that was big in San Marcos. Yeah. And, um, you know, my mom would come home and I'd wake up and hear them fighting and all this stuff. And, I remember being terrified, like, I have to go out there and save my mom, but he's going to kill me. Like, what do I do? Yeah. And I remember... Because he'd, he'd be beating her. Yeah. And This I is the boyfriend. Yes. It already happened with the dad, your dad. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Crazy, so we're repeating right? the cycle. Okay. Yeah. So I remember, um, you know, coming out and seeing my mom, and he picked my mom up by the throat and threw her across the living room. She hit the wall and bounced like a yeah. hot dog. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Because she was probably out, out cold. Yeah. And I just remember going like, I have to save her. I have to save her. I can't save her. And I just, I hid under my bed and went to sleep. Yeah. Because there was just like no. Nothing. There's no. What would, I mean, honestly, what is yeah. a no, yeah, five-year-old, six-year-old going to do? Zero. So. Nothing. Yeah. So, so every day was the ritual. Uh-huh. Every day. And mom was at work at this point? Yes. She was always at work. Obviously, yeah. she knew what was happening. Or did she act like she didn't? You don't know. I don't and know. Would you ever tell her? I'm sure I did. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, my mom was all that I had, so yeah. I'm sure I did. Yeah. You know. But she was getting beat herself, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I do remember... Do you remember her, like, reasoning with this? Like, saying, hey, 
it's because he loves you. No, do you ever remember her telling you anything like trying to defend no. him in any way? So I come from a Latvian family, and I feel wait, wait, a what? Latvian. Okay, explain. Eastern that. European. It's okay, from we're from Latvia. Yeah. So my mom and my aunt are first generation Americans, mm. and in Latvian culture, like you don't talk about this stuff. Like you yeah. just if you don't talk about it, it doesn't happen. Like it yeah. didn't happen. Get over it. Yeah. Like yeah. So nobody talked about this at all yeah so you know and so it basically just kind of she just she basically kind of just brushed it underneath the, the rug and didn't even yeah. didn't even address it yeah pretty much but you, i'm sure you would tell her about it no totally between yeah. that and yeah. my teddy ruxpin like yeah. for sure yeah okay so so how did this evolve like at what point did it change what point did things go where you, you said that he do we do can we jump how far did she have the next child with him? No. <laughs> oh boy. No. So when I was probably, gosh, this is where like time gets a little really confusing for me because um, my stepdad comes in to play at some point during this. Um, but when I, I let's say second grade, yeah, he was still around. Uh, I had a really mean teacher too. Oh, great. Like, she was horrible. But Ugh. we won't talk about her because, yeah. I don't know. I don't want to. Like but you, anyways. Like you needed that. Yeah. So, um, anyways, I remember we were walking. And they were, you know, he was, I remember him rolling joints, like, when I was a kid. Like, yeah. watching the Lakers game. This is the boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm pretty sure we were going to get his booze and yeah. probably a sack of weed or whatever. Yeah. And we walked down to the store and as we were walking back, he actually started walking really funny, like like just really funny, angled yeah. forward yeah. and just fell on the floor. And I remember sitting there. I can remember. I actually vividly can still remember this, but I remember like, you're so funny. Like I didn't, I thought yeah. he was joking. Yeah. And I remember pushing him with my foot, like, come on, get up. Yeah. And he wouldn't get up. And then this stranger came dressed like in a renaissance outfit (laughs) is that's random it's probably still the 80s so yeah (laughs) i don't know it's a mess and um yeah and he came his wife was pregnant it was the first time i had soda that day ever in my life yeah they his wife took care of me while they called you know the ambulance and did he say i don't think he's alive um they i guess they revived him Mm -hmm. Um, but he then again crashed in the ambulance on the way. But it was a drug overdose. Was it? I think it was just, just heart attack. Yeah, heart yeah. attack. Years yeah. of yeah, years of shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. You know. And at this, how old are you at this point? Second grade. Second so grade. Eight. Eight. Yeah, so I'm like at my daughter's age. Wow, that's wow. crazy. Wow. Yeah. All right. So, what were you getting into at this point? Like at school, were you just getting into trouble? Were you yeah, a troublemaker? I had major behavioral problems. I couldn't sit in class. I couldn't. I couldn't learn. Like I yeah. was struggling in every aspect. Well, because I mean, when you have a home, a home life like that, totally. You know what the hell are you going to do? Psychologically, there's no way that yeah. a kid can retain any type of education. There's no way. No. Wow. So. And the teachers didn't do anything. Well, no. And then uh, you know, when I went through like kinder, and nobody's helping me. Like I'm not. Yeah. You know. And then okay, so then. <laughs> So he keels over in front of you. Totally. Did what did mom do? She came. Oh, this is so creepy. Oh God. 
So I remember at being at the police station. Yes. Getting picked up by the restaurant manager, Stevie. Oh my. I played with his kids. His Don't daughters. tell me she stayed on shift. <laughs> yeah. <Is> and that... <laughs> he, she brought me, he brought me to the restaurant and then it was Cause just, she didn't want to leave her shift. Yeah. And uh, it was just like nothing ever happened. Like he never existed. Oh my God. And I was like, are we going to go to his funeral? And she's like, yeah, no. what, what funeral? Yeah. Right. Totally. Like who's going to hold a funeral for this guy? Yeah. Yeah. Wh- wh- who did what? Did they just, I don't know. You have no idea. I know that my stepdad ID'd his body. Take a drink. Your stepdad. My now stepdad ID'd his body. So, so who was he back then? This guy, the stepdad. Oh God, don't. Uh, he was just a restaurant goer. I was gonna say, don't tell me the the, the, the <laughs> restaurant bar manager. No, 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 no. He was one of the customers. So our because the restaurant that we my mom worked at was like the town hub. Yeah. So like anybody who was anybody, they everybody ended their day there or yeah. they were there at some point. Right. People would it go to the prom place. and then go to Heinzel's. Like, yeah. You know, so. And this is in San Marcos. Yeah. It's actually, you know, where Home Depot is? Off kind of. San Marcos of. Boulevard? Yeah. Okay. So my apartments were behind Home Depot. Home yeah. Depot was not there. And there's that Mexican restaurant that has that hotel. Yeah. Or motel. Right. I, let's not, let's not call it a hotel. Yeah. Yeah. So that used to be the restaurant we worked at. So my it. mom would walk down the hill. Yeah. And so so the restaurant manager came and picked you up. Yes. But remember, though, like, we, we were pretty much family with them at this point. Right. You know. She was on shift. I said, <laughs> hey, how are you? said, by the way, mama. I don't know. I mean, know. tell me. Do you remember? Oh, you don't know. I don't, this is good. I don't no, know. No, I don't one. know that part. I, rem- I just remember being picked up by him. And I remember walking down the street with my mom asking, like, are we going to go to his funeral? Yeah. And she's like, Mike, who? Like, who? Whose funeral? How did, how, let me ask you this. I was like, oh, I guess I'm not supposed to talk about this. How were you feeling at this point when you knew this man died? Give me your, can you, can you remember how you actually felt? Did you feel relieved? Well, here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing is my mom and I, I remember my mom before this big, huge incident happened. She said, Fiona, we're going to get out of this. I have an apartment. We're going to move, but you can't say anything Mm. to him. And I remember like one of a vivid him rolling his joint, watching the Lakers and grilling me. Are you guys going to move out? Oh, are you? And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, as a kid. And I was like, I literally don't know what you're talking about. And then probably within, before I moved, yeah. we moved. And then, bef- like, it was somewhere in between that. So Which was how long? Six months? Three no, months? No, no, no. Probably. It was way shorter. Weeks. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. What a coincidence, huh? Weird, right? Mm. That's interesting. Very weird. Very interesting. <coughs> I, w- I wonder what the autopsy showed. No, uh. He had a heart attack. It was a heart I attack? I do know that. You do know that? Yeah, I do okay. know that. Okay, so. <laughs> wow. All right. So what I happens? I my life mapping exercise. What ha- yeah, what happens next? So we move. Yep. And we. To the apartment that she already had. Just down the street. Yeah. I'm like, first of all, if you're going to like run away from somebody who's yeah. abusing you, you're not yeah, going to go yeah. down the yeah, street. Yeah, like two bro. blocks. Like, right. Common sense. I don't know. Whatever. But. 
my mom always was really big about walking everywhere. Yeah. Like, so it had to be walking distance from work mm-hmm. and walking distance from school. Did she, have, she still had the car, right? No, my mom's never had a license since I've known her. So it was the boyfriend that drove the car? Across yeah. The... We had a 300 ZX and it talked. It... We named her Precious. What do you mean it talked? Yeah. Like, remember, remember, um, what is that ghost? The Kip, the car. Oh, the kit? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had a car like that. Knight Rider. What are you Knight Rider, there you go. Knight Rider. Why are you laughing at me, Chris? No, he's looking at me he's looking at me going like this. You don't know that? <sighs> I knew it was I didn't see know. Yeah, but I didn't think I didn't think her car was talking like actually talking to her. I thought she was I thought she was. Fuel level is low. Thank you, precious. Lights are on. Wow. Left door ajar. You don't, you'll never forget that, huh? Never. That's so cool. Dude, I'm a kid and my car is talking. Oh, my yeah. car doesn't even talk now. Right, I know. It should. It should. You're right. It should. <laughs> All right, so... Um, so we move. Yep. Right? Yep. So we're in this apartment complex that's across the street uh, from our school, yep. my school, mm. down the street from where she works. Yep. And um, I remember coming home from school and my now stepdad is there and i was like what are you doing here and i i hated him i remember like trying to beat him up this is the now leave my mom alone this is the stepdad eventually eventually stepdad yeah Yeah. they're not together anymore and and you remember this guy yeah yeah, he was already involved there's an overlap here so he was already there and he was already nitpicking with you what was he doing uh I, he was just like hanging out with my mom and I came home from school. Spencer's loving this, huh? He's getting a kick out of this one. He's like, how much can she keep? I'm good, Spencer. Yeah. We'll get there, though. We get there. All right. So give it to me again. The the, the guy was where? He was at the new apartment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just sitting. We didn't have any furniture. And you already knew him? No. You it's didn't know him? First time I met him. First time you met him. <laughs> and, and what did he say to you when he first met him? I don't know. I just told him, what are you doing here with my mom? Get out. This is my house. Yeah, I, I was really bold as a kid. I don't know if you know that. No, that I can't even. I can't <laughs> imagine. imagine. I can't imagine. Oh my gosh, that was probably, probably so worse, timid. huh? Yeah, right. Yeah, sure. Bad. All right. At this point, you're how old? Do you think? I think I was still. I think I was still eight. Eight. Okay. So wow. Yeah. And so, what do you say? Um, um. I'm, I'm your mom's friend. Like, oh. was, like not an issue. And was my he mom, living there? No, 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 not yet. Yeah. My mom was laughing. Because I was like this little eight-year-old trying to beat up this dude. Yeah. But here's the thing. Like, truth be told, I was terrified. Because I don't know who this guy is. And we just, like, we just, we lived in this, like, it was, you know, it was horrible. It was hell. And I didn't, I didn't want to ever see my mom hurt that way. So I, very young, became very protective of my mom. Yeah. So. Was she still using at this point and doing? I don't know. You don't know. Uh, my mom's always kind of dealt with like drinking and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So. Okay. And then, uh, so at this point, like, you know, okay, so this guy gets involved. When did he, did he move in? They eventually get married. I think it was, uh, actually, I know that I was seven when he got married. So I must have been really? six. Wow. See? Oh my god. Because I remember when I was 14, he was like, I've known you half your life. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So, so he was, in, he was around for a while. Yeah. And was he abusive? No. Don't, don't tell me this one was too. No, no. He loved my mom. He did. He And he comes from a very good Texas family. Wow. They were in the military. My grandparents met um, like during, I think it was just before like World War II or whatever, but they would do tours like 
they were both stationed in Hawaii and I wanted to be like go over here and my great my grandfather like flirted with my grandma because she was like the flight attendant yeah and he got on the plane when he wasn't supposed to that's oh, really? how they met and they started that's how they met yeah it's cute huh yeah totally yeah all right so the new guy yes is uh he he's gets involved he moved in eventually yes. they got married yes how were you feeling about that <coughs> did you eventually like him uh eventually eventually yeah i mean i i had because i think of what i've gone through like uh i really had to work hard to break walls down with men yeah like i really i but i was like the tomboy so i played with all the dudes but yeah. like my mom was the mom like the woman that's like you, you could be stronger than a man yeah. never let a man overpower you or you know, yeah. like there was no, she didn't teach me like chivalry. You know what I mean? But, but then she's saying one thing, but allowed herself to be abused. Yeah. Well, when you come from like massive trauma in your life, yeah. like, you know, it's, it's sad. Yeah, totally. All right. So this guy was actually, and she's a beautiful woman. Absolutely stunning. Gorgeous. And, and so he was nice to her. Oh yeah. Love. Oh, that's her. good. Like I remember being a kid and he had a woodworking business. Yeah. Huh. And we painted his shop and we like cleaned it up because, you know, he's a single dude. And, yeah, you know, when guys just, what? just the guys just shouldn't be single. What? Like, what is, there's a reason why like guys are what so, is, what because, is What does that mean? Because they're so dirty when girls aren't around. <laughs> Maybe not you, JD, because you're a little Jersey boy. But what is the Jersey boy? The... I feel like Jersey boys are really clean. Really? Am I right? Look at the bathroom here. It's um, well, this immaculate. Is a, what do you look at, look at? Everybody, Chris is disagreeing. Chris loves me. Do you love me, Chris? I love Spencer does. Spencer does. I they think. both love. I think they love me more than you love me. That's not true. Uh, I don't know. Stop it. Let's take a vote. Let's not stop trying to butter up the the, the videographer here. I like them. All right, listen. I've already checked out their gear. Oh, you checked out. Got got nice gear, huh? Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Spencer's turning red over there. Look at him. Look at his cheeks. Oh, he's turning red. All right. Spencer will so, get used to me eventually. All right. So listen to me. So there's no, by the way, faith involved at this point. No. At all. No. 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 None. Uh-uh. You didn't even know what or who God was. You never even heard of this guy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think everyone kind of is born with an understanding that there's something. Yeah, there's something. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this guy, and then at what point? When point? At what point did they procreate? Are we getting down to uh, a few years later, right? When, well, I mean, they, no, they they were married for a long time before. Really? Were they yeah. trying? Just didn't happen. Uh, uh oops. Oh, it was another oops. Yeah, I just, um, I don't know. How old was he? Was he older than her? Uh, like I don't know, about like four years. I know. Okay, not bad. No. And then at this, Maybe so two? so as you as you move on here. You're getting into eight, nine, ten years old. Where? How is your life going at this point? Uh, I was I was really struggling in school. Yeah, like a hot mess. Were you getting sent home? Were you getting suspended? Were Bro, you doing detention? They like tried to put me in special ed classes. Really? Yeah. Like, I you just couldn't learn. I just couldn't sit still, so I got diagnosed with ADHD. Yeah, right away. Did they put you and, on medication? Um, no, my thank God for my stepdad. Like he mm. he actually was a really great guy. He. Refused to put me on medication. Good. And that's rare. Yeah. Because usually well, everybody jumps to that immediately. Right. Well, he's like, she's a kid. Yeah. You're going to, you don't even know what this does. Right. Like, so, you know, he, um, 
they had me in resource classes, special ed classes. I got really mad when I went to special ed and I threw the desk at the teacher and went back to the regular class. Were you trying at all? You just weren't even, did you even apply yourself at all? You just, you, I don't know. You know. I think that I was so angry. Yeah. There was so much anger in me. Yeah. And there was so much hurt and, you know, and I didn't want to feel like less than all the other kids. Like there yeah. was, and you were telling me there's something wrong with me yeah. and there's not. Right. I'm totally fine. Yeah. I get bored in class. Yeah. Like. Which makes sense. Do more stuff. Yeah. I don't know. You know? Yeah. So that, I mean, you know, so I acted behaviorally. I acted out. Yeah. And it was a mess. And then, okay. So moving on as far as age goes, when did it get, when did you, cause I remember you got into some stuff. Yeah. So probably about junior high. Okay. So sixth grade. Well. I started hanging out with the wrong crew in mm. around sixth grade. Yeah. Now back then, in the good old days, sixth grade was part of elementary school, <laughs> and uh, so I remember like the Dare people. You remember the Dare people? That's true, because it was because uh, the the middle one was like just seventh and eighth. Yeah, it was called junior high. Huh. That's we, right. Yeah. Yeah, you remember okay. that? I do. Yeah. Back in the day. Back in the day <laughs> when I was a kid. Um. <laughs> So anyway, so sixth grade, like the dare kit people came. The the what? Dare people. Dare people. Yeah, like. What does that mean? Do you you guys remember dare? I don't even know dare? what it stands for. It was like the drug awareness oh. group. And my friends and I oh. had a da- had dared ourselves. Yeah. To because they would bring in real drugs to show you, so you knew what it really looked like, and to say no. So we stole That's it. That's right. This was the Just Say No days. Yes. Just Say No. Remember that ridiculous campaign? Sorry. It was bad. It was. It's like when you just say no, it's like they're telling you to do it. Yeah. But here's the right? thing. It's like it's reverse psychology, right? Just It's like you might as well just well, say, you just to say, say yes. No. Just, if they just, he doesn't, he's too young. He doesn't no, know. if they tell me to Chris say knows. yes, I'm going to do it anyways. <laughs> Great. I have That's permission. True. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the just say no. So what you were daring what to actually steal the drugs? Yeah, they went missing. Are you kidding me? Yeah. What kind of drugs did they bring in? Oh, they bring in everything. Everything to show you. They Pot, even, cocaine. Yeah, they heroin. even bring in like bongs and yeah, they to show you stay away from this. This yeah. is what you want to stay away from. Yeah. Like what was it like crack? Yeah. Crack. All the things like actual crystallized. Bro, yeah, with that little yellow tint. Yes. The, so I hear. I mean, um, I've been told. I don't. I, right. I don't okay. All right. So give it to me. What happened there? Oh, we just, I had like one of my. You we, stole it. What'd you do when you stole no, it? No, why do you think it's me? You meaning the crew. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Someone from Not the crew you stole specifically. it. specifically. Someone from the crew stole it. Well, for the record. Allegedly. But at this point, well, here's the thing. Actually, I probably should need to rewind. Yeah. Rewind. Because at this point, so I, because I was the only white person oh, like white right. girl in my school what I, was everybody else mexican yes or or black or black yeah um i was beat up a lot really yeah so at school did once, you defend yourself ever were you just well yeah you did your best well and here's the thing well i i grew up in i started doing martial arts around the age uh, of eight around eight yeah okay so um, and what forced you to do that? Was it because you were getting picked on all the time? You said, yeah, no, my I mom don't... put me in it. Really? And then she said, you can start dating when you have your black belt. You're kidding me. Yeah. And so what What did you start with? Which uh, art? Tong Sudo. Tong Sudo. Yes. And actually, my instructor <laughs> just made the highest ranking black belt, woman black belt. Really? Last Recently? Month. Last, Last month. month. Yeah. Super dope. 
Wow. So this was age eight yeah. and, and you liked it right away? Loved. Loved it. Yeah. People were, so the kids were already. I was also a hot mess in there too. You she were? Did. Oh yeah. Well, there was no, there was no parenting happening. The only chance you had was that probably. Well, yeah. Of and having I, a mentor of someone that I, actually cared. Yeah. I, and I ended up working there too for a while too. Wow. So I stayed there and then I was from twenties and thirties off and on in there. And so it's so age eight. So I was getting beat up at school. Yeah. Um, kids were. You told you told the what would what, what they call sensei? What did they call the Tung Sado one? Is there a different instructor? Oh, just all right. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> did you tell her, hey, I'm getting beat up? No, no, no. Well, no, because I it's probably after that that yeah. I started going. Yeah. So I. I also didn't. I don't think I told people things mm. because I was I like hid when I wasn't being heard when I was even younger. Yeah. So like, what is the use? Yeah, I don't know. Right, I've always, right. I've That's always, true. You know what I mean? Because you said something to the teachers at age five that nobody yeah, did anything. Yeah, no one listens. So you said something to your mom. Nothing went on there. Yeah. So, but I do remember coming home, and I know my mom almost got arrested because I was in the school. I was in the principal's office because I got jumped, like really bad, like really bad. Like yeah. sixth graders jumped me, yeah. and I was in third grade. And um, people like didn't do anything on the playgrounds, like the supervisors yeah. and stuff, right? I don't even, yeah. Anyway, so you so you got a beat down. Yeah, and it was. What were they beating you down for? Just for you because you were white. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, yeah. Wow. So and um, just for being white, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I was like a toehead. Yeah. So that probably didn't help. I was probably really cute. Yeah. And they probably hated that I was really cute. <laughs> I mean, I was a really cute kid. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. So, but, um, but anyways, I, yeah, I don't know. And I remember being in the principal's office and my mom yelling at the principal. Yeah. Like, this has been going on. Da, 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 da. Came back. Like, they threatened to call the cops on my mom. Really? Yeah. And they suspended <clears throat> me. They suspended you after you took the beat down? Yeah. And then we switched schools. Yeah. So, and then D.A.R.E. happened at this new school. Ah, D.A.R.E.'s happened at the new school. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And, the, and you met you met a crew right away. Is that the crew you started running with that wasn't so good? Well, no. I tried to actually keep my head down because I didn't want to get picked on. Yeah. But I got picked on right away by this dude. It was so bad. And I was like, why? Why is that happening to me? So then, right away. Yeah. So then my mom started putting me in martial arts and well, stuff what, like what that. What did he do? He's just a bull. He's just a dude. Yeah. He probably thought I was cute, too. Yeah. What was he saying to you? How was he picking on well, you? He would like bump into me. Yeah. You know, he's like, yeah. he was just mean. He was just, I don't know. You name it. Yeah. I've been called everything. So you name it. You can't say anything yeah. to me that would hurt my feelings now. Wow. Unbelievable. So then she's like, that's it. We're going to martial arts. Yeah. And here's the thing is I do remember getting like academic awards too. And I was a hot mess in the class, but still getting academic awards. Wow. Like I was on honors. Like, so it's just so strange. Yeah. And that was a school that I went into yeah. special ed. I remember the next school. Yeah, yeah, the new one. Yeah. Uh, I also remember um, when I first got there because I was such a, a mess of a kid. Yeah. I had a jar of um, like popsicle sticks, and every time I did something bad, the teacher, Mister Burger, Burger, that's a good teacher name. Yeah. Uh, he would like take them out. I think I had. A, I think I had a Mister Burger too. Did you really? I think so. Maybe the for some for some reason it rings a bell. Yeah, he had a mustache, kind of uh, like Ned Flanders. They all had mustaches back then. Yeah, really creepy. Yeah, nasty. Get rid of those mustaches. Yeah, terrible. 
Sorry if you guys have mustaches. Okay, oh, so Mr. Spencer. Oh, Spencer's growing one. He's trying it. <laughs> well, it's blonde, so it blends in with his complexion. I don't know. I think he's trying to grow a beard. Why are you saying trying? Why are you saying trying? It's so degrading to I him. I know it is. Well, that's, that's called... He has like a that's, man that's facial hair. Look at him. Are you intimidated by Spencer? <laughs> Would you... <laughs> This is the ultimate chop busting, ball busting session. Like, look at Chris over there. Half of it's white. Look at what are you doing with that, huh? Three days, but half of it's white, half of it's black. What is that? What's wrong with that? Some people don't. That's care. crazy. Some people look at. He's he's Asian. I was going to start he's saying Asian. names. Wolverine. Wolverine, Wolverine, right? Listen, okay. you're lucky. He is Asian. You're lucky that he can even. He doesn't have patches. No patches. Why am I lucky? No, he does have patches. Look at his patches That's everywhere. Great. Anyway, there's no patches. I, there's patches. Like he's got white patches all over. Look well, at, no, I, just, I mean like bald look, patches. I'm looking at it. Did you notice this? Look at his beard. Leave look, Chris look alone. At, look at Spencer. Look at the right. His right side. Chris, are you Filipino? Look. Japanese. Same Japanese. thing. Same thing. My husband was Korean, born Korean, Japanese, whatever. My husband was born in Japan. Was you can't really? say that. Yes, JD? I can. My wife's Asian. I can say anything. Oh that has my to do with Asian. gosh, my husband's Asian. And yeah. I'm, See, I can say anything. Yeah. You're, you're I can make any stereotype. Home. You're not going to be able to even put this on. I can make any stereotypical joke about Asians because <laughs> because I'm married to an Asian. That's just the way it goes. Seriously, that's that's the rules, isn't it? Not everybody agrees with that. Okay, all right. So get back. Where where were we? We, we were. These guys don't care. We were in the crew. The guy that picked on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> anyways, but yeah. So then, then I was like, by the way, he ended up being a total dweeb and nerd oh, in really? high school. Yeah, oh, so it was kind of like great revenge. Came full circle. Yeah. Uh, but, um, so give me give me uh, the uh, martial arts. How did yeah. that progress? So I like I I loved it. Like yeah. I, you know, was breaking boards when I was like a little yeah turd and yep. you know yeah yeah. And oh, so did so did any of the kids at the school hear that you were doing that? Saying, oh, what are you trying to get tough now? And no, you know how that goes right. They and hear you're doing something. Nobody cared back then. But did they hear you were doing a martial arts? Did they? I don't think so. No. But then, no. when, at what point were you able to really defend yourself, and it came into play? Listen, and I'm just an aggressive person. I know that. Like I got street smarts. Yeah. So at Clearly. some point, I probably I don't know, but I'm also I don't like hurting people. Yeah, I don't like, either. So I'm not. I don't yeah, I don't like hurting people either. It's not fun. I have only hurt somebody who's come after me. Right. And then yeah. I'll beat your face in. Yeah. So. So do you remember anybody that came at you and you beat their face in? <laughs> Let me rephrase the question. <laughs> Do you distinctly remember anybody no. coming at Fiona after you're now a martial artist and you beat their face in? No. No? Tell me a story here where you beat somebody down, where it came full circle and the you're only, like, Hi-ya. Well, the only time. Hi-ya. I remember like one of uh, my Chris, first. Chris, how's it go? You're, you're from Why Japan. Hiya. Is that it? Okay. Wow. I know. I know. Wow. Hey, my wife. Chris, Asian. you don't have to take that. My wife's Asian. My gosh, um, you don't remember any any situation. I, I remember where you had to use it. losing a fight, and my mom said, "You're not mean, allowed to lose a fight." Ah, uh, I remember, but this is like high schools when I, I start getting into that stuff. Okay, yeah, all right, okay. So, so you're you're becoming a martial artist at this point. You're in the martial bad. Artist. You're in the bad crew. I was a kid that was going to karate, bro. Okay. <laughs> martial artist, like oh my gosh, <laughs> you crack me. I up. know. All right, so. So, uh, all right. So give it to me. You get into high school. What, what happened? So I started, well, junior high. So junior high. Oh, you know what? Here's a beat up story for you. Give it to me. Okay. So junior high. Give it to me. Yes. He's so excited. 
So this kid, um, by this point, my brother probably was in seventh grade. My brother was born. Okay. Um, and was that a shock? <laughs> You're like, whoa. Well, I mean, I was actually really excited. <laughs> I was gonna say, were you excited? I was so obsessed with him, oh, like so obsessed. Nice. I oh, loved him. Yay! I used to. Ha- I like actually ran home from school and would take care of him oh. until one day I was like, I'm a kid. I can't do this. But, <laughs> yeah. Um. But so this dude was your mom still working at the bar at this point? Well, it's it's a restaurant. It's a restaurant, family restaurant. Ever a, a bar. bar with a restaurant with a bar? There's no bar there. A bar. There was no was bar like in the restaurant. Denny's. No, it was like a Denny's. It was oh, like I a true I, family. I restaurant. thought everybody went there because it was a bar. No, they just they were getting liquored up every night. No, they just ate food and they didn't drink. No, there was no booze there. No, I don't think so. That's bizarre, isn't it? Right? Did you? It's didn't, like didn't you think it was a bar? No. no. All right. Huh. Forget it. Don't, don't. I'm not asking Spencer anything again. I like Spencer. Yeah. All right. So so. uh so you're telling me that it was just a restaurant. Yeah, just a regular family restaurant. But everybody, like, this is where you go and eat. Like, you go, we go out to eat. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Everybody ends their day at this at restaurant. This place. Okay, the restaurant. I'm glad we clarified that because here yeah. I am thinking it's some bar. Yeah, People bro. are getting all liquored up. The guy at the end is <clears throat> the same guy. They're sliding it down the bar. You know, it's the same with the drink. They did have, a like, a like bar stools that you could sit at, but it. you I ate cinnamon it. rolls. I knew it. You didn't drink. You were holding back on me. You didn't drink. Why are you holding back the bar no. story? There's no bar. I have bar stories. Okay. All right. So go on. So your your brother's born. Yeah. And uh, this kid made fun of me. And What and kid? I'm not going to say names. I mean, where are we not? Where are we're we at We're in junior right high. Junior I'm high. seventh grade. Okay. I mean, and home, like, anyways, this kid makes fun of me. And makes fun of my brother, and I just like snapped, and I and he said something about my little brother or whatever like that, mm. and I just snapped, and at the end of class, I was like, "You don't ever talk about my family," <laughs> and I smashed his head into the side of the portable multiple times. The portable, like the well, yeah, because like back then, a porta potty. A portable, like schools were poor, so you didn't have like a building. Porta potty. No, the classroom. What's a portable? You guys, you guys know what portables are. I think so. Yeah, so it's like it's a trailer. It's a trailer that he's, classes. He's gonna back up anything you say. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I paid him to do that at the beginning. So like, what's a portable? The bucks. portable building. Yeah. So it's like a trailer, and they put a classroom oh, inside a of trailer. it. Trailer. Okay. So, but they're called portables. Okay. So you, you slammed his head in the side yeah, of it? Yeah, so hard that the teacher came out and was like, what's going on? And I was like, oh, nothing. And what, what did he do? What did the kid do? Never talk trash again. Isn't that great? See, now we're talking here. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so, all right, go on. All right. Then Let, what? Let's get to the next phase. What's the next phase? When you start getting into some drugs. Do you get wow. into drugs? Wow. Because um, I know it's involved. I know. I remember the over. Well, I quit martial arts to you, run track. Okay. What what belt did you get to? Um, I was like, I don't know, green three. Yeah. It took me a long time because I was having behavioral issues yeah. there too. Yeah. Um, they saw how much of a hot mess they my did. family. Yeah, yeah. We talk about it now to this day. Really? We're still alive? Yeah. Really. And um. So I was like, they call me the push-up queen because every time I got in trouble at martial yeah. arts, I had to do push-ups. Yeah. Um, so I quit, and then I started doing track. Fell in love with running. Really? Yeah, love to run. No kidding. That's like my goal. How did that happen? 
I just, I was like, I want to try out for track. And I love sprinting long distance. Mm. I'm really good at it. I'm like really 400 meter. What, what yeah, was your, yeah. yeah. I have medals. The 400 was your thing? Yeah. Did you go 800 or 1600? Put. No. Shot put. They didn't have the like 1600 really back then. Yeah. Okay. So you do anything shorter, 200, 100, just 400? Nope. Just long distance. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Long distance sprint. So you got into that. Now this is junior high. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, started dating. Ooh. Yeah. What, what, how'd that go? I, uh, I mean, I'm not with them anymore. I so, know that. You know. I'm not with them anymore. <laughs> so, I don't know. Just <laughs> like any... I, junior high is so... Well, middle school, right? Because now so it's middle So, do you remember school. your first love? Like, did you actually fall in love? That must have been a big thing. Like, a hard... Because you didn't trust men at all. Yeah, I don't... Right? Uh, Ernie is my first love. For real? I would say so. Or is this just for the record? No, 100%. Really? Yep. Your actual first love. 100%. No kidding. Oh, yeah. that's I mean, we so met nice. in high school. You met in high school? Yeah. We were best friends in high school. What? Yeah. We started dating after think, we graduated. I don't think I realized that. Uh, either you that didn't or, listen to my life. Either that or I forgot. Class. I was too stuck on the drug stuff. Yeah. Apparently, you really were pushing me to go yeah, there. Uh, I wanted karate beatdowns, <laughs> drug stuff, karate, uh, you know, beatdowns. That's, that's, anyway. Oh, my gosh. This guy. All right. All right, this guy. Okay, so a couple boyfriends here, junior high, and then yeah. how's high school going? Well, in junior high is actually when I started getting around with the really wrong crowd. In junior high? Yeah. 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 So I used to have to walk through a neighborhood where all the drug dealers were. To get home. Yeah. So um, between, like, my freshman year was yeah. horrible. Like, Why was it horrible? I was a beast. I was well, why? I was totally involved in drugs. I didn't in have to pay way? for anything. Why didn't you have to pay? Because I was cool. Because you were cool? Yeah. Now you're at the point where you got a swagger, huh? What was the turning point? <laughs> what was the turning point where all of a sudden you went from the girl who got beat down all the time? I think junior high because everybody was scared of me in junior high. Why were they scared of you? Because you were, you were known as the Tung Soto, Tung Soto, what is it called? No, Master? people, well, I'm just, I think maybe due to residue or, so Latvians are very intimidating people anyways. Yeah. They're, they're like cold. They're not like these yeah. warm people. And then you have a girl who was like abused her whole entire life. Yeah. Like it's just residue. Yeah. So I do know people when I step into a room, I have to be, even now, like still have to be responsible for how I'm presented in a room yeah. because people are scared yeah. or intimidated. Yeah. So that was my whole entire school life. So junior high that started to yeah. come out. Well, probably, probably beating up the kid didn't help didn't hurt well i didn't hurt your reputation i struggled with being i have struggled a long time with being seen this way yeah because that's not like who i actually am yeah so but i had a my, my group of friends they yeah. loved me i tried out for volleyball but the teacher didn't like me because he was my math teacher so i didn't make it eh, whatever oh that seems like a little that hurt didn't it eh, it still hurts look at that <sighs> bro bro <laughs> Out of all the things, that's going to hurt me. I did, but you brought it up. No, but like that's like distinctive things I remember. Yeah. Okay, so. I remember also my science teacher was super creepy and would hit on all the girls. Are you, ki are you kidding me? Eventually he got fired. Really? I don't know what it was about, but. Probably because he hit on all the girls. Ugh. All right, so you, you said you had to walk through the drug neighborhood. Yeah, so and, I walked. And you would that get was drugs like for free. Yeah, or, you know, you like. The ice cream man sold drugs. Like, you know, that's just like what we grew up in. 
what he, I grew he up He did. In. Yeah. Out of the ice cream truck. Yeah. And, I, and I never San Marcos. Changed. Yes. And now San Marcos is beautiful. Yeah. San Alejo is built. Yeah. Our, so th- our church is there. <laughs> our church is there. <laughs> it's made to, done a full 180. All right. So give me the drug thing. You, you were it, 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 on the way there. You started dabbling. Well, I think my biggest like hit with it was um, really my freshman year. Yeah. So I was the kid that got it all out in one year. So I just went bananas and did everything under the sun. I think probably was going through puberty at the time, whatever, you know what I mean? Trying to figure out who you are and just went off the hinges. And what were you doing? Crystal meth. Crystal cocaine. I hated smoking weed. Why why did you hate smoking weed? I just I don't I don't like didn't never liked downers. Didn't really like You like something that's got you going speed. I could like clean my room. (laughs) And so crystal meth was your thing and you would yeah. snort it yes or smoke it or smoke it uh-huh. crystal meth is a big thing huh san diego's like one of the crystal meth capital of the world isn't it san diego well san marcos was the crystal meth capital right. and teen pregnancy capital growing up san marcos was yes because i remember i heard many many years ago how pb was really bad oh well, it's pb <laughs> <laughs> but san marcos man it's yeah. bad huh yeah, I mean, here's the thing is I grew up like San Marcos. Here's a picture of what San Marcos was. I would hear like gunshots every night. We lived in the only gated, and now I think it's still the only gated apartment complex, which it doesn't really help because you just hop over. Yeah. Um, There was, drugs were rampant. Teen pregnancy was at an all-time high. Yeah. People, like, you don't send your kids to San Marcos. Like, ugh. There was gunshots every night. SWAT team across the street. What the? the neighbor, my mom was walking in the middle of the day because she, her shift starts at two. So she's walking to work and the neighbor downstairs is like shooting a sawed off shotgun in his own like apartment and kills his roommate. And like, that's, that's what San Marcos was. And so you said you got it all out of your system in one year. Yeah, it was really bad. Really bad. Really bad. Give me one bad story that you remember up for like how many days a week? Well, I weighed probably 86 pounds and I was probably... You probably weren't eating much? No, no, no. And I would like put, I would, uh, I would ask to eat in my room and my stepdad's like, oh yeah, that's fine because you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I would put it in a grocery bag and tie it and put it under my bed so I could throw it away in the morning when I walked to school. Really? Because you just weren't even hungry. No. Doing that much crystal meth you're not even no. hungry at all no not at all and we see we doing it morning lunch and night or just yes i would do it at school even all the at time. school yeah was your whole crew doing it uh see when you say whole crew i mean the people you're hanging out with you know i hung out with a lot of gangbangers really mm-hmm. actual gangbangers yeah and what kind of gang were they what, what were they doing i kicked it with a few crips are you serious yes how did you get in with them i was probably really cute <laughs> and i'm also like go big or go home kind of personality yeah. you know this yeah. so like you know i, I have no clue yeah. actually how they looked great i don't know i i dated and what you, and what, you dated one what? of them one of them a few of them one of them a few of them a few of them, few of them. <laughs> and what would you guys do like what what like what kind of gang stuff did they do 
uh, you know, normal gang stuff. Steal stuff, yeah. drugs. Drive-bys. Drive-bys. Yeah. What, were they drinking 40s? What kind of booze are they drinking? Well, we used to have the, like, have you heard of Jungle Juice? Uh-huh. So where they, like, you get a big trash bag. Yeah. And you, like, dump. We used to have those parties. No kidding. And that was actually the, one of those parties was the first time I did crystal meth. Oh, really? Yeah. No kidding. Actually, crazy. No, the kid, like, thinking of it, no, the kid, too. But here's the thing yeah. is after I went, I went to like my freshman year, um, I looked in the mirror and I saw my mom in the mirror Ooh. and I said, I don't want that life. I want to break the cycles of my family. Yeah. And I ended up going to rehab. No kidding. Yeah. You put yourself in rehab? Pretty much. Yeah. 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 So I, you- and then I lived, I did like a, like live in two week, like live in facility. So and this was freshman year. This is after, yeah. After were, my freshman year. Were, were people in your life tell, telling you that you needed help or? Well, I mean, <clears throat> let's be really honest at this point. I'm running away at night. I'm sneaking out at night. Yeah. I got yeah. busted once. They found my journal. Who, what do you mean you got busted? What, give me that story. Well, like I, I would sneak out and then I, my friends would pick me up. I would meet them at the front of the apartments, right? Yeah. Hop over at the fence and, you know, we would go do our shenanigans yeah. and then they would drop me off and I'd climb back up because I had my own balcony. Who yeah. gives a girl a balcony? I don't know. With a tree next to it. And like, might as well just put a ladder. Bro. Yeah. So it was, anyways. It was, <laughs> might so as well I just like, put an escalator there and just, just right? you know. I mean, I, you could say I was... That was my martial arts skill I got, like yeah. being a ninja, scaling yeah, up and down. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah. Easy. So anyways, um, one apparently one night they figured out I wasn't there, and they parked, like our car, our parking spot was like right where my room was. Yeah. So they waited for me, but my stepdad fell asleep, so he didn't actually see me go in. And then I was just pretended to be asleep. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And then what, did they take you down or what did they do? Uh, they screwed all the doors oh, and did. windows shut in my room. Are you kidding me? From the inside <laughs> or outside. They screwed them in? Mm-hmm. And so you look in the mirror. Yeah. Saw your mom. Yep. Frightened you. This is. Yeah. How did you know where to go, like for rehab? This well, is This is, by the way, kind of a miracle in my opinion because I haven't really heard of a story where. Usually it takes everybody in your life to do an intervention sure, to tell sure. you you've got a problem. You know what I mean? For I'm pretty a, sure my parents found the rehab too. For a kid to actually look in the mirror and say, you know what, I I got to make a move here. Yeah, sure. And so you do the you do the rehab. Yeah. What happens after that? Uh, so this rival gang member asked me to go to youth group. She went to rehab during the same time. Hated her. She also tried to take my boyfriend. It's like what? busted a Sobe bottle on the side. I mean, like, come at me then. Uh, <laughs> the really? Courtyard. Yeah. And um, wait, wait. The rival gang member took you to what was it again? Youth group. Youth group. Yeah, she bugged me for three months, and I was like, no, I don't. Explain go. youth group. Youth group is like church. It's like my city, like at our yeah. church. So it's like, you know, just where. And why was she telling you to go there? She went there. She like, she started going to church. Her parents came from church. And you didn't like her? No. No. But to get her to shut up, I went. 
Okay. And never stopped going. And you loved it. Yeah, they were really cool people. They it were normal. Right. They were normal. And this My was family. a youth group. Yeah. It was in a pool house. Yeah. Actually over by the where the house I live now. Yeah. No way. Yeah, it's crazy. And so do you look back and you're thankful for this girl? Yeah, totally. Totally. So and we we like now? got baptized together. Oh, get out of here. Yeah, yeah. We so she really got she time. got out of the gang, I'm assuming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she went into rehab as well. Did you inspire her to go to rehab? She, no, she went when I went. Really? So we both get out and she reaches, I, I don't know, she just randomly reached out to no me. No way. Crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's really crazy. Yeah. Okay, so you get into high school. I mean, yeah. you're in, we're now going into high school, So right? now I'm going into sophomore year and nobody knows what to do with me because now I went from this like gangmanger to this like ska Christian chick. And so when did you get baptized? Probably my sophomore year. Sophomore year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And were people making fun of you for that or nobody no, knew? No, what anytime. The, what about the gangs? Because when you go down nah. with a gang, no. No, they all left. So there was like a riot. At, they were all older than me. Yeah, so yeah. and then there was like a riot at our school. Some dude made fun of me. I told my crew. They like confronted him yeah. in the whole courtyard because it was like the Mexicans, the skater boys. That Like they all just went at it in this massive fight like but like brawled out like just You're insane yeah so like but they were gone yeah. so the school's trying to get rid of them anyways you yeah. know what i mean yeah 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 yep so and so then getting into high school now you now went from this hot mess to a christian totally it was like a 180 <laughs> over a summer that's insane yeah like incredible it's crazy right yeah but nobody knew what to do with me so i still walk down the halls of high school and like it's like a C, like a, it splits, like yeah. nobody, you know, and then people who did try to make fun of me, yeah, you know, I was like, they got to beat down. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, Oh my God. but nobody, and I actually didn't know this until like I was much later into high school and was like, I don't know. I just don't know why. Like, and someone was like, nobody knows what to do with you, Fiona. Mm. You were this and now you're this. Yeah. How are classes going? How was school going? Yeah. You know, yeah. And so when did you meet the big man? Ernesto. <laughs> um, so we actually had government class together yep. our senior year. That's how I met Now, him. anything that, that you can time? share with this initial journey with the church that was profound, besides getting baptized, besides going there, any moment that you can remember during the stretch of sophomore year to senior year, with the with the youth group that was really profound, someone that came into your life besides the girl that t that brought you there. Totally. Anybody that was in your like a pastor, anybody that made such an impression. Totally. That so, you almost felt was like the, your actual true parent or something. Uh, I think that there were many people involved in that. Yeah, in yeah. my, um, the youth group leader, his name was Fred. He like came out of prison. And he was like the jolliest, happiest, joyful dude ever. Like, so sweet. And he actually is the one. Like, I slipped up three months into the into like going to church yeah. or whatever. Right? Yeah. I slipped up and I started hanging out with my friends. Yeah. I did a couple lines, mm. and then I went, "Oh my god, it's Wednesday! Youth group is today." So I start taking shots, thinking oh god. if I take shots, yeah, it's gonna lower out. it down. I walked oh. into that room and people's faces were morphing and it was, I was oh so like, just keep it cool. You just, an hour and a half, you just got to keep it cool. Yeah. Just keep it cool. Nobody will know. Nobody will know. And then the youth leader is like, hey, like, 
you want to sit by the pool? I want to talk to you and Bonnie, this girl, the girl that brought me in. Did she, did she relapse too? No, no, nobody knew. Okay. I'm so good at hiding things. Yeah. You know, and she was like, or he goes, Hey, you guys have been coming here for like three months. Like, do you guys want to know who Jesus is? And I was like, yes, yes, I do. Because I am so jacked up right now and I'm so filled with paranoia and the things I'm seeing right now. And I've seen some really crazy things. I've like been up so many nights doing so many things. I've seen like how many nights in a row did you go without sleep? I've done like two, three weeks, two or three weeks. Yeah. And no sleep. Yeah. And there was one time I had to call somebody to come and pick me up because there was like demons coming out of my walls and like these shadows trying to get me from, yeah, it was just crazy. You're, you're lucky <laughs> to be alive. Oh, 1000%. Two to three weeks with no sleep, crystal meth all day. All I night. would go, I would in the morning do a line. You'd go through two classes. You would have your break. I would do a line at break. You go through three classes, have your lunch or, or two, depending yeah. on what lunch you had. Yeah. I would do a line and then and crystal meth not even yeah. coke because coke was too expensive well I did I did coke too of course but I didn't pay for anything oh that's true yeah right right right, right. like I eight balls were nothing nothing and then at the end like of the day I know this is so I bad looked, I'm I like 14 o- I looked over at Spencer goes I'm gonna have to take a potty break too I have kids so I'm gonna have to oh, take a potty okay. break soon okay you have me drinking all this water I'm today not th- you're not having you do anything you do whatever you want you know your text message said make do an extra liter today Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, so, um, so yeah, and then I would go home and I would be fine. I would pretend to do my homework at the restaurant, do a line there, and then be like, okay, for the rest of the day, go to bed, do a line, and journal and draw and do whatever. And so you literally wouldn't even sleep. No. What were you doing in bed? You were just journaling and yeah, drawing or. And so when they found your journal, by the way, because I remember you mentioning that <laughs> that you were journaling what you were actually doing. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. So dumb. Yikes. I also had like a mallet, like so a meat dumb. mallet in between my mattresses. Do you guys, do you have meat mallets here in between the mattresses? What? Meat mallet? Yeah. No. Like the big, huge like, butcher knife. I don't know. Apparently I thought I needed it. You mean like a cleaver? Yeah. For Who, what? I don't know. It was next for, to my for journal. Defense? Yeah. You never know. I was a tweaker. You never know who's going to come up that window. Oh, I, you know. You were a full on tweaker. Oh, so bad. Okay. So the guy says. I rebuilt computers. You did? Yeah. And radios, full on. This wow. this sounds really bad. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. Well, that's I, crazy. Well, you know. Okay, so the guy says, "Do you want to see Jesus?" Yeah, and I say yes, and we pray, and instantly when I said Amen, I was sober, and everything that I was hallucinating went away. You're kidding me. Dead serious. Did he know you were zonk? No, bonkers. Right no. at that point, he didn't. I don't think anybody. Nobody said anything to me. And what was the prayer about? Like, how did that? It was it was the salvation prayer. Yeah. Like, I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I repent of my sins. You know, come into my heart. And you were you were amen right, and yeah amen like, and right there gone. You're kidding me. All the hallucinations and I was like, it was, it I was tripping me out. Yeah. It was bad. And yeah. So gone. <clears throat> and so okay, moving then. What did you do after that point? Well, I, I become really involved in the church. Yep. I become like a student lead. My a, a new youth pastor comes on and changed my world. Mm, He's incredible. Really? He also was really cute. Oh, yeah. Of course. 
and he was like quirky like he yeah. he had like a v, vw bus yeah. you know and yeah. spit sunflower seeds out of it like just this jolly like happy dude really talented in music which yeah. i really loved yeah so and yeah so, taught me how to play guitar he did yeah and so this was this guy had a huge impact totally and how old is he oh he's an adult yeah i had, I had no 20? chance no how many 25 30 maybe i don't know yeah something like that okay and he's so, also the worship leader at our church it was a small church he was the worship leader yeah worship leader pas- and so can, pastor. You, can you tell me the name of this church by any chance well springs but it's not alive anymore well springs yeah okay it was in escondido escondido i wish you were from here because i'd be like hey you know where the dollar theater was <sighs> i was here i've been here 30 years but i i would you're I don't not gonna know. know where dollar theater is. yeah escondido, I, I don't know off any, a rose yeah i don't know anything about yeah. up north at all good nothing yeah nothing other, well, now than, other, okay. than, other than your story and our church Are we okay do a potty break uh you want to go yeah. ahead and we're back all right so where were we high school yeah, youth leader. Youth leader. Okay. Give it to me. Ah, he was great. Yeah. We actually did a lot of really cool things. Yeah. Um, so we like made a Christian nightclub. Oh, really? Yeah. That was really cool. I was a security guard for it. No way. Bro. I was, I'm That's like, perfect. I'm like dumb strong for a yeah. chick. Yeah. So. I love it. I love it. Yeah. All right. So then um, give me, when does, when does Pat Owen come into the picture here? Well... So here's the thing. Yeah. Okay. So he comes in senior year. We have a class. We have government together. Yep. During that time, um, my mom actually, it must have been my senior, my first day of senior year or in the middle of my junior year, my mom actually leaves my stepdad Mm. and huge blowout. Oh, wow. Cops come. Really? I was late for school in a stupid... Why'd the cops come? Well... <laughs> well... Well... Uh, my... Uh, my stepdad strangled my mom. He, like, blacked out. He blacked out? Yeah. And strangled my mom. Because he wasn't abusive before, right? No, not at all. Oh, man. But she was like, so she's had like yeah. flashbacks, PTSD, held yeah. a gun to his head. Like, you know, just uh, so there's, you know, yeah. like there's stuff happening in our house. You know what I mean? We just became a family. And I, and my, I think my mom really struggled. If you live in chaos your entire life, yeah. it is the hardest thing to learn to like live in peace. Right. Right. Cause it's uncomfortable. So it's like, you know, when you have somebody who talks a lot and then all of a sudden they're quiet, you're like, yeah. why, why are you quiet? Yeah. This is weird. What? Yeah. This is kind of the same thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think a lot of that happened uh, that night. My mom's boyfriend moves in. So. Wait, wait, what? Yeah. Your, your boyfriend, mo- her my boyfriend moves yeah. in. Yes. The same night she got rid of my. The same night. Oh, I didn't know they were dating to be fair he was just to pr- there to protect us and i was my brother would she was call him where did he come from she probably called him yeah like he lived on the street he i mean he i don't know everybody knew everybody like San Marcos was yeah, really they're small. all at the restaurant yeah they're all at the restaurant he was a customer another customer yeah <laughs> wow so he moves in the same night what did the cops take the other guy away yeah so this, the cops took my stepdad away um uh my my little brother was three and I, um, 
I remember yelling at the cops like, you know, how could you do this? You're breaking up our family and da 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 da. And then I had to walk to school. I actually had a friend who I went to martial arts with who went to school with me. Sorry, don't move. Sorry. Uh, Who went to school with me? And he said, like, he came and picked me up and took me to school. I was late. The principal yelled at me for being late and I blew up. Yeah, it was, wasn't good. So this was when... And I'm a Christian. Yeah. I'm going to church. I'm yeah. taking this, like, city bus to church. Yeah. And stuff like that. So, yeah. So this was probably... It was either the beginning of my senior year or... I'm going to say it was the beginning of my senior year. Yeah. So, yeah. And this is it. The cops took him away. Yep. And, and you were upset about that, obviously. Yeah, because we had just, we had had like major turmoil. Yeah. Because I was on drugs and I was doing this. Yeah. And you know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. we finally like became a family. It was like for the first time life was normal. Like wow. I always wanted it to be. Wow. I always desired to have a normal family. And it finally had some normalcy and normalcy. stability. And yeah. we all loved each other and we were getting along and there was no fighting and there was no, yeah. And then that happened. Yep. What sparked it? Uh, my mom didn't come home one night. And my stepdad, I remember him sitting on the edge of my bed like, you know, I hope I hope your mom knows that I love her so much. He, he kind of had an idea, huh? Yeah, he knew. Uh, I think he was the product of that, too. Right. Right. Yeah. I think there was multiple products. You think he had something going on, too? No. Mm. But I... Uh. I you know, I think, I think my mom had a lot of pain. So okay, yeah, and so he knew it, huh? Yep. So and then she came home the next morning. Yeah, and that's when. That's when it all happened. I was getting ready for school. I looked out, and she was like, "What?" And I was like, "Hi, like, yeah, you're just coming home." Yeah. And. And that's when he blew up. She went upstairs. She asked for a divorce, and he blew up. Oh yeah. wow. He doesn't remember doing what he did. And you, do you still talk to him yep. to this day? Yep. Really? Yeah. He was just at Christmas with my kids. He's, You're kidding me. He's G-Daddy. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Wow. So he's going to hear this. Most likely. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, boy. Well, I'm not saying anything that's... No. I know. You're you smart. Know. You wouldn't say mm-hmm. anything that's too too uh, incriminating. Being respectful. There you go. All right. So... All right, so what I want to do here is because uh, th- what you've gone through. Because Chris if, told you to stop talking about my life story. No, he didn't. No, he did not. He's, he knows better. than He doesn't tell me anything anymore. I love Chris. Because after we already changed the life uh, forever in one podcast before it launches, they're not going to question me again. But they shouldn't question you because this is your vision, exactly. right? Exactly. Exactly. Not that I'm fl- like yeah, exactly. poking the bear, but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So anyway, no, this, like is, this is so but, you should have your chain on. Oh yeah. 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 I, I kind of hide it a little bit. You shouldn't. All right. You need to be authentically you. Oh yeah. Authentically. That's part of what I say in the, about the podcast. Yeah. Authenticity. Um, no, but what, what, what's coming to me here is while you're talking is, you know, because you and I even talked before you was like, I don't even know what to talk about. I'm like, well, we're going <laughs> to, we're going to dig in the backstory and then it's going to come to us. Yeah. Because what you went through is, I'm not, I'm not going to say it's common, but I'm not going to say it's completely uncommon right. with a child that had a very rough uh, household, yep. an abusive household. 
Yeah. Let's let's talk about abusive, right? Yeah. So I was watching something today where it was like one in four, or one in five, and actually I think it was it was Carrie, Carrie. that mentioned it. It was yeah. Carrie that mentioned it from our. That's a one in four, mm. one in five women, right? Yeah. Are one abu- in four women live in a domestic violence situation. It's isn't that crazy that today yeah. I tuned into her thing and saw that, and Carrie. Hope I, I know she's watching. So Carrie, this is Carrie. I she's love phenomenal. You, Carrie. We love you. She was in the Pathfinder, uh, yes. my class. She's going to be a boss. She is. She's she has be sh- big things coming her way. Big man. things. She's going to be sharing her story. She's coming on this show. Yes. I'm just kind of letting this thing flow a little bit because I want her, because I know when she's, she's starting to share her story more yeah. publicly, which yeah. is an incredible story and I can't wait to, but I want her to, anyway, yeah. it's funny that I saw that today. Yeah. And so my point is, you know, I want to dig deep here on how, what would you like getting through this and out the other side, what it has, what has it done for you as a woman? Because here we introduced you as this very, very successful business owner, entrepreneur that yeah. has going on track to do 700 to a thousand weddings a year with a wedding photography business. That's insane, which is why I always like to say that in the beginning of the podcast. And that's just only the photography side. That's just the photography. That's not even counting the other stuff that stuff, quote unquote, that you're into going to get into. I mean, you guys are literally just warming up. Like this is just, we all are. I feel Mm -hmm. this crew that we're all together that attracted each other into our lives. God has put us together because now we're all feeding off each other. Hence why I started this podcast is because of the Pathfinder program. Yeah, love it. So that's what kind of gave me the the um the belief in myself because everybody's now in my class and in, at, at the church believing in me so it's given me the confidence to do this so anyway getting back to what i was saying is <coughs> what would you say like that was your turning point or for someone that's watching this that had this they can't shake it they because it's got to be it's it's traumatic it's still in your brain it's still there like what can you share and well of course we want to get into ernie like what 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 role he played in your life because for him to be your first love how did that happen like how was ernie your first love let's start there actually now, <laughs> now that it's coming out of my mouth how did he become your first love how did you trust a man finally uh i didn't trust ernie for a long time mm. i didn't trust anybody for a long time so who hit on who um Let's start there. Oh, gosh. Well, I went into foster care when I was 16. You did? Yes. We um, skipped over that. I, there's a lot that happened you in my world. You skipped over foster care? Well. Oh, my. Uh, that so mean, when, that's on me. I'm slipping. Yeah, slipping. Somehow I let foster care slip he, through. He thought he was good at peeling back layers. Yeah, let's go. But I got there. All right. So I went in. 16? So when my 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 mom's and her boyfriend lived with me, they, d- they decided... They, it depends on who you ask the story, mm-hmm. but you know, but, um, I was not welcomed at the home. Yeah. Uh, I was not this is liked. You're going through your drugs. No, I'm a Christian. Yeah. I'm a Christian. Wow. Uh, I know comments were made from adults yeah. to my friends of, Hey, I had a friend who that lived in our apartment complex cause we never moved apartment complex. We yeah. stayed in the same spot and uh, she was going through rehab and all this stuff. And she um, was told by, you know, adults in my world, hey, you better tell Fiona what it's like to live in a group home because that's where she's going. Mm. So there was, seems to be there this plot. Yeah. And sure enough, um, you know, there's a big blowout at the house. Yep. Um, there's a couple big blowouts. What, what does that mean? Uh, so my mom, uh, there was fights that were picked 
And with you? Yes. And her? Yes. Her picking them with you? And her boyfriend. And the new guy. Uh huh. I just remember, however it happened, right? I remember wanting to get out of the house. I remember internally talking to myself, like, you can't, it's your mom. Yeah. You can't, you can't hurt your mom. Yeah. So get her out of your way. So I remember pushing her out of the way for me to try to get to the door because I needed to get out because I knew it wasn't safe. Yeah. And I was thrown onto the ground. My mom was on me, punching me, and her boyfriend was trying to like break my kneecap. So I slipped my foot out and I sidekicked that dude in the nuts and he went down and called the cops. And so this is the boyfriend after. After my stepdad. After your stepdad. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things. We're okay now. Yeah. You know, I don't, you know, I I was the only one that showed up to help them move. They moved, you yeah. know, out yeah. of state. And it's. Okay, so the big blowout. Yeah. So then one day at school, I and I'm I'm trying to talk to, so at this point, I'm like, in leadership in the Christian club, even at our school. Yeah. Right. And I'm like the fighting Christian. I'm like the Paul. Like if you read the Bible, yeah, Paul yeah. is like the guy is like, don't yeah. treat Jesus that way. I'm that yeah. person. Yeah. Right. Because people are like coming and spitting on us when we're having prayer. And I'm like, don't spit on my friend. I'll beat you. You know, I was yeah. that person. And the detective. So this is when I was going to school, they started putting officers on schools. Yeah. So the detective was a Christian and he was the ambassador, him and my English teacher were the ambassadors, like, you know, the academic teachers that were in charge of our club. Yeah. And I went to him and said, things aren't safe at my home. I need help. I need help. I need help. And he didn't listen. And then my mom called the juvenile court system and said, I don't want my daughter anymore. Really? Yep. So they came to pick me up at school and I was supposed to have a meeting with him. I was, um, in one of my favorite teacher's classes. I was his teacher aide and, um, here comes detective Massey into the class and was like, Oh, can I talk to Fiona for a little bit? Bring your stuff. And he goes, what's going on at home? And I said, what happened? Did my mom call? Yeah. And I said, did my mom just give me up? Like I knew. Yeah. And he said, yeah, so there's officers here to take you down to juvenile hall. And I was like, okay. Uh, He's like, I'm not supposed to let you call anybody, but is there somebody we can call? And so I called, I was hanging out with these, this church family who became my foster parents. I was mentoring their daughter, really incredible couple. Um, and they, um, he let me call him and they tried to drive down and see me and couldn't happen. And, but I also tried to tell like, Oh, this story actually is way deeper because I was on informal probation from that fight. My mom, after that fight, she didn't get her way. The cops told her, Hey, you need to learn how to be a mom. She shipped me to Nebraska where her family is from. Um, which she shipped you to Nebraska. Yeah, I would say the summers there. Like she sent me to Nebraska because she couldn't handle me in the summers. Yeah, specifically this time. Yeah. And when I got there, they saw all these bumps and bruises and everything all over me, and they were like, "What? What is happening? What did you do to your daughter?" Yeah. And then it was me turning her, like them against her. Yeah. Um, or I feel like that's how it was interpreted. Yeah. 
Um, but I, I didn't do anything, you know? Um, I did ask my aunt to adopt me, but she just couldn't cause it's just like, that's a hard family yeah. line to cross. Oh, right. Yeah. And, and actually gratefully so, because, you know, I wouldn't have been in class with Ernie. That's right. So when all that happened, um, I came, they pressed charges, my mom. And this was after the, the blowout. This is, this is like <clears throat> the blowout. The, the I go to Nebraska. No, right. no. Boyfriend. The boyfriend. Okay. That's right. <clears throat> yeah. So blowout. They send me to Nebraska. They press charges. I end up on informal, informal probation. They call the juvenile system. I was supposed to go to counseling and I kept telling my, and I did, I was also supposed to do um, community service. So I did all my community service, but my mom refused to go to counseling with me. Well, that made me default. So then I ended up in court. And then mm. my mom said this, this, and that. She doesn't come home. She avoids me. And I said, you know, it's really hard to live in a house where you're picked on all the time. Yeah. And then from there, um, she just called and said, come get my daughter. I can't deal with it. And I was on house arrest, I think, at that point. You're on house arrest? Yeah. Yeah. Because because my mom said, oh, she's just like coming and going. And I'm like, I asked permission for everything. Can I stay at Aaron's house? I'm also, I'm in the complex and I'm yeah. hanging out with like, like, my video game friend. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and this was, this was when you were like with the, the church, the yeah, church leader. Totally. So my youth leader, my youth pastor, who was also the worship pastor, actually when we went to court, so I went to juvenile hall. I was there for nine days. They were going to leave me there. And thank goodness I am made the way I am because as a kid, right? You're a kid. Yeah. I looked at my public defender and said, look at me. I do not belong here. You will get me out today. Like, we will wait. Yeah. They're like, well, we're waiting waiting for your psych evals. I'm like, you need to get them. I, I cannot go back. And because everybody else, like, I'm in the worst, like, the worst wing. Like, in I, the things I've seen at that wing, like, you can't even talk about. And that's in, like, the juvenile court system, you know? That's what's happening. Oh, it's horrible. Like, one girl, yeah, I just can't even go there. Yeah, give me one. Ah. Come on, give me I mean, will you have like, you definitely have your fights yeah. and stuff like that yeah. and your beat downs. But like there was one girl that was on duty to clean the bathrooms and another girl didn't like her and she was pregnant and we'll just say that she ended up losing her baby. Oh man. You know, and that was like, and I'm this Christian girl now who came out of this life and now why am I here? Yeah. And wow. anyways, so, um, they, the court system actually said that it was not, I was not allowed to actually live with my mom. Like it was, they actually said that. Yeah. They said it was unhealthy. And <laughs> for your, for my safety, for your well being. Yes. So it finally kind of came out the truth. Yeah. So right? then my foster parents, so the girl that was like my friend and, you know, we ended up, we, you know, they started coming to the church or whatever. And, was mentoring her like she was one of my students and we hit it off and I would be at their house all the time so they they are the ones that I called that actually stepped in and said we'll take her tell us what we need to do to become foster parents this, this was the one with the church mm -hmm. yeah they yep. came in yep and my youth pastor actually um he could have you know lost his job but he actually um like was at trial and 
Yeah, and like spoke for me and stuff like that. Yeah. And the trial was to have you go with the foster parents? The trial was to determine whether I could go home or not. Ah. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. So, so I think it kind of backfired. Their plan kind of backfired. It did, huh? I think so. And so then they became your foster <coughs> parents. And then how how the, how many years did that go on? So I was probably with them for a couple years. Yeah. And then... Would your mom try to contact you? Were you in no. contact with your mom at all? No. I tried to contact her. Yeah. Because she's my mom. Yeah. And um, yeah, it never went well. It was just awkward. And, and you did you try to go see her at the restaurant? No. Nope. You just try to call her? Yep. And it didn't go well? Nope. So for two years? The only thing I had is I just need your tax information so I can write you off on my taxes. That's what she said? Yeah. That's what she would tell you? Well, the first time I tried to contact yeah. her. Yeah. And I was like, eh, I don't know. I don't know any of that stuff. Wow. So, so yeah. how did you feel at that point? I mean... Because you went from a... Final, some finally some normalcy. So here's the thing is, here's, and this is why I think I am who I am. Yeah. Because I had two pivotal moments. I have many pivotal moments in my life. Yeah. One of them is when I said, I, I looked in the mirror yeah. and said, I don't want to be this. Yep. I want to break the chains in my family, break the cycles. Cycle, yeah. You know, every woman has had divorce. Uh, in my, I'm the only, my great grandma did not. And I said, I'm going to be like her. Yeah. I'm not going to get divorced. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a healthy family and yeah. So that was one of the big things. The other thing is when I got my world together, I actually took an ROP. So it was a college course in high school, a psychology course. Yeah. And I did a report on um, a mental health disorder and it explained my world. Mm. And it made me understand why decisions were made or why things happen. Like, it really helped me understand possibly why my mom made certain decisions. And I really believe my mom tried her best. I believe that she's lived through hell. Mm. And I don't fault her for that. Right. You know, like she just, you don't know what you don't know. Right. So, you know, I think those are some of the big moments that, so then I'm here and I'm like, why am I alone? Why you took everything away from me, God? Yeah. Like, what is this? And then, then it's like Ramsier to Mike, you know, which is, means you have a, I had a visitor. Yeah. And it was my foster parents. Because yeah. my mom didn't show up, but she told them that she was going to show up during visitation. Yeah. And they were, they decided not to go together and, you know. Yep. And so I just, I've had these moments in my world where I just really feel like God has just shown up even when I didn't know him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let's, let's be really honest. Either yeah. I should be dead. Yeah. Or I should have overdosed or yeah. I should have like 12 kids. Right. You know? It is a miracle. That you are as solid as you are now. Right. right? I, I mean, I think so. I think it really talks to, some people will argue this, but you yeah. can't argue my testimony. Yeah. Right? You Correct. can't argue right. the life I lived and what I have experienced yeah. and seen. Yeah. And I really believe that a lot, I have a conviction of, of God the way I do because I know what I lived through. Yeah. And I know 
there was no possible way that I should have made it out the way I did. There's no way. There's no way. So how can you deny that he exists? Some people will still, and that's okay. I know. And everyone's allowed to believe what they believe. Exactly. And I love you still. Yeah. But I know for me, I I can't. I can't. Because I'm also an extreme personality. Yeah. So I should have been. Yeah, I mean. And and even though this was the even though this was the the more deeper version of your story than we got in the class, I can still tell it's it's still the tip of the iceberg. Because yeah. yeah. we we just we got into high school and then oh yeah, by the way, I was in foster care. Yeah. So I met Ernie during that time. Like how you how you could possibly get to where you're at now, be this solid, be a leader a really strong leader that people look up to. You're a role model for so many. Mm. You've made such an impact on so many people. How and how could that possibly have happened other than? Other than God. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. That's the jam. So yeah. I met Ernie during that time. Yeah. So Ernie, that a lot of that foster care stuff happened my senior year. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of pain that happened with senior year because friends who I thought were friends were like oh you know the rumors and you come back yeah. to school yeah my foster parents were cool enough to drive from Escondido to San Marcos for me to finish school with my friends yeah so yeah that's and a then, big deal and then Ernie's gonna hate that I'm gonna tell you the story tell me he's gonna hate it he is yeah of how he started dating he'll get over it oh, he just he gives me this look every time I bring it up He's like, oh, well, he's Asian, so. What that? What's that I don't know. Just, just, I'm just stating he's Asian. <laughs> <laughs> he is Asian. He's purebred Asian. Yeah. Um, so I am 17 when I graduate. It's a sappy story. No. So he doesn't like. Okay, go. No, it's just kind of embarrassing. Okay. It's embarrassing on my foster parents' part, our part, like. Oh, really? Yeah. So in foster care, yeah. you are not allowed to be left alone if you're under the age of 18. Okay. Okay. So my foster parents have, this is going to be, my foster parents have this family reunion. I don't want to miss work. I'm working a really cool job at the wild animal park. Yeah. Ugh, I'm super cool. Yeah. Everyone else is working burger jobs. Wild. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, anyways. And so I want to stay and actually my foster sister wants to stay, but she's not like, you know, much of a social, they're checking time. Huh. Much of a social uh, butterfly, are. and so they need somebody to babysit me. So they asked Ernie to watch me while I was. And how old was, was, how old was Ernie at this point? Eighteen, just eighteen. And so he was your boyfriend at this point. No. How did they know Ernie? Well, he was my best friend. His best friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So we did everything with Ernie. Okay. Oh. Ernie actually taught me how to drive. Did he really? Yeah. And his Pontiac Firebird. How much older is Ernie than you? Oh, if we uh, it's like nine months. Oh, that's it? Yeah. So oh, like, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like he just, I turned 39 in September and he just turned 40 in December. Mm. So there's like a three month. Yeah. So. And yeah. so they asked him to babysit you. Yes. Babysit you. Yeah. Now. That's not that bad. Bro, you're asking an 18-year-old boy to babysit a girl. That's not that bad. Bro. 
Would you let it if your daughter was seventeen? Would you let an eighteen-year-old boy babysit her if he was Asian? <laughs> That's where they went wrong. <laughs> That's where they went wrong. <laughs> so Ernie is oh he's like a super trustworthy person. <laughs> yeah, clearly you know? yes. So he, all the parents loved him. Yeah, but like he's actually kind of a bad boy. Is he really? Oh yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. Mm. But he's like a put together. I can't boy. wait to get him on here. Get, am I gonna be able to get him to open up? Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're transparent. Good. We don't I can't care. wait because he comes off as this just nicest guy. Super reserved. Super reserved. Yeah, until quiet. You sit, wait till you, now JD's doing the class with us on this leadership yes. side. Wait, yeah. wait till you see. Oh, this. The, wait till you see the back end of this. Yeah. Just saying. All right. All right. So wh- why Ernie? Because he was such a nice guy. He earned your trust. So everything I've done is in my life has always been intentional. When I had those pivotal moments, like everything's intentionality. I intentionally did not want to date somebody who had a drug history. I did not want to date somebody who had a broken family. I did not want to date somebody. So I just, I wanted somebody completely. I wanted somebody who had what I didn't. I was going to bring, and I don't know how I knew this at 17, but I wanted somebody, I had enough baggage going in. I don't need somebody else to have extra baggage. Yeah. So he, his family is the most beautiful family ever. Mm. Incredible. And I, 100%. Like the complete opposite of yours. <coughs> right? His parents are still together. You you sit with them and you know that they're madly in love with each other. Oh, wow. All the brothers get along. It's incredible. Like, yeah. It's, it's insane. So you saw that early on. You noticed it. 100. Yeah. 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 Totally. So, and there was times where, so I, uh, I moved out when I was 18 because although my foster parents were great, they, uh, I moved out when I was 18 and there was some turmoil. There was. Uh-huh. Mm. And, um, you know, so I was on my own and Ernie and I were dating, crossing lines. I fell away from church. You did? When, yeah. Fell away from church. Cause how could I? Cause he I, wasn't going to church, right? Well, he's like a. Catholic boy yeah you know like but he was like Catholic in the sense of he moved to San Marcos when he was in junior high and his parents started going to church Mm. so he wasn't like raised Catholic right yeah he like went to like the confirmation school or whatever why'd you get away from the church uh well I or I was actually a youth leader at this new church we were going to because our wellsprings like closed down yeah and so I was a youth leader there and worship leader, like did worship for the youth and stuff. And, um, you know, Ernie and I crossed lines, started sleeping together. Um, and how could I tell other people, yeah. like, you're not supposed to do this when I'm doing this. Oh, wow. So instead of fixing it, I just stopped going. That was the better route in your mind at that time. Well, my whole life, that is what was painted for me. Yeah. In order to make a man love you, this is what you do. Uh, Across every female I knew. Yeah. So, and, es- and essentially, I've, I fell for it. Yeah. So. How, how do you feel looking back on that? Any regrets? Well, I don't regret anything in my life. Good. Um, you know, I do advise people not to go that route. Yeah. I know that for us, and we can get into this later, but we... Like when we came back to church, like we had to do a lot of healing before we could even think about getting married. Yeah. Like we were a mess. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Why were you a mess? Well, 
one compromise always leads to another compromise yeah. Yeah. you know what i mean so then we're the people in the club and you know they we were just living a lifestyle yeah. that you know only brings pain yeah nothing good comes from it right so we played house for six years yeah and then we had this big huge blowout and we broke up for two weeks what was the blow up about um i didn't like his friends oh really yeah i <laughs> came across some stuff and i said is that who you're gonna hang out with yeah and which is sad because i know them like yeah. I, I i went to one of his friends i went to like newman's junior high yeah i was like that's who you're gonna hang out with and um you know he was like i feel like we need to break up you know gist of the story the gist of the story gist of the story oh geez so i was actually in college at the time oh, he you went were. to college first then i went to college which college were you going to i went to san diego state mesa the transfer for oh, yeah. to san diego state so i went to school for psychology and i was specializing in cognitive neuroscience yeah so i had a neuroscience exam my final yeah and so i shut all emotions down packed up my stuff took my dogs my cute little corgis and stayed at a friend's house so i could focus on my final because i was also doing research yeah. for this professor and yeah and so that was about two weeks what happened how'd you get back together uh he wanted to meet yeah so we met and during that time i really realized wow i had put him on this pedestal yeah and everything i did was for like for him mm -hmm. and it, it wasn't right and as crazy and goofy as it sounds i basically was like i can't put you before god anymore i like denied my faith for you and i prayed like god just please like let him propose so that we can like not live the way we're living and yeah. you live with that for six years yeah so i said i'm not going to do that anymore and i'm going back to church and he was like oh i've been wanting to go back to church too okay so we started going to church all right and then did he propose want that for a few years oh really a few more years <laughs> We got married on our nine-year anniversary. So married on your nine-year anniversary. Yeah. So when you went back to church, did you guys uh, pull the plug and what's it called, abstinence? Yeah, for three years. Three years. Yeah. After being together for six years. Yeah. So serious boundaries had to be drawn. No kidding. Like, don't even hold my hand. There's times you couldn't even hold my hand. I lived with, I moved in with a family who ended up being a pastor yeah. at a church. Yeah, because you couldn't even live together, right? No. Or wouldn't. I moved out. Well, we tried We tried to pretend. Yeah. And then I got really convicted when I read scripture in regards to uh, the world, the testimony of the world. Yeah. Like what they see is what their your testimony is. Yeah. So if you're going in the house, yeah. you're not going to assume he's sleeping on the couch and I'm in the room. Mm-hmm. It's the same, like you might as well just be doing the thing. Yeah. You know? Right. So I brought that up to him and he was like, man, I just don't have peace about proposing. And I think that's why. He didn't have peace? No, not at all. Huh. No so, kidding. Yeah. And poor guy had a lot of pressure. He did? Oh, totally. Where was the pressure coming from? You? Well, me, my family. Yeah. When are you going to marry me? When are you going to marry me? When are you going to marry her? And this, this was about age 20, no, 22, 23, 24-ish, <coughs> right-ish? Um, 
24, 25? Yeah, something like that. 25. 25 probably. And so then he finally proposed. Yeah, so we actually... Our, our story is a little crazy. Okay. Does that surprise you? No. <laughs> well, kind of in a way. Because um, I only see you as Ernie and Fiona. Everything's smooth. Everything's great. Not always. I'm crazy. Yeah, you are crazy. Uh, he had to tame the beast. Um, so I... I move out. I lived in PB for a while on my own. Yeah. Okay. And then there was like this um, ministry call uh, on fasting for the sanctity of marriage. Yeah. Because there was some legislation going in that a lot of churches were unhappy with. And we were like, oh my gosh, I'm totally going to join. I'm going to do this. We're going to do a 40 day juice fast. You said this to him. Like, no, we both hands down. We were were going to the rock at the time. Oh, really? Yeah. No kidding. The Rock is actually what we went to Horizon. Yeah. But this kid that I tutored, he was a statistics major. Yep. I was a statistics minor, and I was tutoring him to get his degree. Hmm. Filipino dude. Yeah. Love him, and he was like, "You guys need to go to the Rock. Miles McPherson's there." Yeah. And Ernie is like a sports junkie. Of course. Yeah, I remember. Like junkie. I remember hearing that. So he. Um, we went there and that's like where he got where he got saved at the rock yeah like he began to have a relationship with jesus then wow yeah so they're doing this fast for marriage or whatever and we're like oh yeah we're totally gonna do this because we believe in marriage we're trying to figure out our stuff great and in worship i hear a voice i'm like oh yeah you guys should fast each other I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I'm also tired of being the spiritual leader. So I'm not going to even say anything. Come here. You're going to have to make him say it. And so sure enough, driving home, you know, Ernie's like, so this is going to sound really bad, really bad, but it's not meant to be. But what if we fasted each other so we could figure out what we're doing? And I was like, okay. What what does fasted each other mean? So we didn't talk on the phone. We didn't text. Uh. We didn't hang out. You're kidding me. Yeah. So we have been a part of each other's worlds, like my best friend for however many years at this point, eight years at this point. And we just like nothing. Take a break. And that's a thing, right? It was for us. So I'm on this juice fast and this Ernie fast. And then soon after that is when we got married. Because that must have been an incredible 40 days. Insane. 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 Were you just seeing, give me some things. What were you seeing? So, um, I, my mind was really tortured growing up. Yeah. So, um, like really, I would have like voices just beating me up constantly and you're this, you're, I had a lot of stuff spoken over me. Like I ruined my life at 16 or, you know, all this stuff. So I remember like I lived in PB still at the time. And I was praying and I just like couldn't even focus. Like my brain was so loud and the people probably thought I was crazy. You guys thought, yeah, they probably still think I'm crazy because I was like, in the name of Jesus, leave my mind. Like really? I just went bananas. You probably could have heard me two blocks away. This was in your house. This is in my studio in PB in PB. Where in PB? What was the Emerald Emerald? I lived in the red. What year was that? Um, hmm, I don't know. 90s? No, this is 2000 something. Oh, really? Yeah. We got married 2009, so 2008. Wow. No kidding. Unbelievable. Yeah, were you partying down there? No. Yeah, right. I was already done. 
I left there. I made it out alive and barely at 19, uh, no, 2000. Wait a minute. <coughs> 2004. No, 2002, 2001, mm. 2002. I was just getting started. I barely got out of there. Just kidding. Rachel, my savior, my original savior, Rachel, got me out of there. Yeah. I barely made it PB's out. PB's gross. I loved it. It's beautiful during the day. I loved it. But I was like a Christian in PB, Yeah, though. you can't. That's not going to. And I'm like, I know it's payday and you guys are going to party. Yeah. But I also like got to go to work. Yeah, I was just, yeah, I was, I was in the, I was in PB mode for 10 years because I was, I got out of jail. Which was which was the the military basically, <laughs> so I was like, yeah. when I got out, I was like, whoa! All right, so anyway, okay, so so, so these th guys th hate that it's past seven o'clock right now. It's not seven; it's six. The clock's fast by an hour. Why do you do yeah, that? I don't know the freaking clock. I don't know how to. It keeps setting itself to mountain time. I can't set it. It's driving me crazy. No wonder he's asking what time it is. He's like, looks at it and starts having yeah. anxiety. It's I told six. her I was going to be, my wife, I was going to be it's, home. It's still long, but it's six, not seven. She knows by now. She knows by now, though. I cannot get that jam. I'm, I'm just going to get a new clock because I can't figure out how to set it properly. <clears throat> I set it right and then it gets, because the thing, the mountain thing won't go back. Anyway. All right. So let's, let's land this plane. Great. Let's cause, land cause it. Somehow. Because there's. <sighs> so we get married. Yeah. And we have a kid. Now we have three. <laughs> is, this, is this landing it? No. And well, we have it, a very it, successful business, and life is so happy. All right, but if we're give me, let's give me. I want you to speak into this, Fiona, because you are a marvel. You're a miracle, basically. Now, after hearing this story, and I hope everybody identifies with this. Why we do backstories? It's because I do this because I want people to to listen to stories and people. Not everybody's going to identify with this, but women. Are, some women are going to identify with this story and think, sure. how did she get out of this? How does she now have a beautiful, harmonious marriage with beautiful children? Things are smooth, right? Ish. Yes. No, they're smooth. Ish. Um, did you immediately... I mean, every marriage has a journey. Yeah, of course. You're always working Absolutely. on something. So what we want to do here now is tie this thing in to how in the world, obviously God was a big part of this for you. Yeah. Um, finding God in Jesus and being saved totally. was a huge thing for you, right? Yes. And and so dig dig further into this to, to get the girls that are watching or that they're hearing this story saying, you know what, that was me. I had, a, I was a, I had <laughs> abuse going on. I was in foster care. I was sure. whatever the case may be. So what would you say is, and I know you said something about fear, how you overcame fear or, yeah, so I think um, I think there's several characteristics that I leaned in and had to turn on. Yeah, I think intentionality. I think overcoming fear, and I also think I rem I remember a lot growing up, knowing that I would be a message of hope, and my story would be mm. a message of hope, um, because no matter where you come from, you're not defined by what you come from. You're not defined by what you go through. You're defined by the creator that created you. And now, whether you believe that, yeah or not you're still not defined by the things you do right yep you're defined as a person yep. and um i know a lot of scary things happen in our life and you have to you have to lean into the pain you have to lean into the, the fear of it yep. to overcome it and that gets if you're scared you're probably supposed to go that way right yeah. so when i looked in the mirror and thought to myself, I don't want to be this. 
I want to break cycles in my family and I want to rewrite my family's history and legacy. Like it wasn't like I was like, let's do it. There's, there's a lot of fear in that because also like I'm the only one in my family who's done this. I'm kind of the black sheep. Yeah. You know? Um, but here's what, what's really cool is my older brother, uh, the one that's still alive. Yep. He has been sober since January last year. Really? Yeah. And he's lived a whole life of addiction. And I really believe seeing and he'll Josh with me and say, it's not because of you. Yeah, of course. But I do know, like he's told me, I see you and you've, you've done it. How to, how have you done it? And I told him it's intentionality. Like you can't be Explain scared. Explain intentionality to me. So intentionality, like when I said I didn't want to date somebody who did drugs. Yeah. I didn't want to date somebody who had a broken family. I wanted, and I had made a list. Mm. Like I was that person. I yeah. made the list. And some people who like are in the Christian faith, they're like, write down the list of your dream boy. But I made that list. Yeah. And I also was intentional on finding somebody if you didn't, if you had a broken family, uh, I had no interest with you. You know, I also made sure I surrounded myself with people who kept me to that, you know, and I also, anytime I was, you know, when we started our business, I remember fear just like filling me and going, oh my gosh, what did I just do? Like, what if I fail? What if this? But I was intentional of looking at each and every step, just moving forward, pushing the fear away pushing the fear away because at the end of the day there's no such thing as failure there's learning opportunities right right. and what made you guys start the business well my girlfriend did photos with that with me and my son and i was like oh i could do this i had a whole business plan yeah i come from entrepreneur women yeah so my grandma's business is over 50 years still going my aunt's doing it now and she was a first woman to own property and her own business in her name area yeah nebraska nebraska so um and then you run it by ernie what how did that go well i was like hey ernie i want to do this and he told me to take a class he's like you don't even have a camera fiona and i was like whatever (laughs) so i just like dropped it yeah because you know whatever okay you dropped it and and then um when sarai was born uh we had we used to have like interns from the church live with us and this one gal was living with us and which is this awaken or yeah, rock yeah, yeah. awaken <clears throat> and she was living with us and what made you switch from rock to awaken we moved back to san marcos mm. because we were intentional because in order for me to break my family's cycle my kids needed to see what a family looked like so we moved closer to ernie's family because ah. we lived in la jolla and who would move from la jolla to Right. San Marcos, especially when you have uh, the experience you have of San Marcos, yeah. you know? Yes. So, um, so you moved the family, which at this point, how many children? Two? It was just Caleb. It was just Caleb. Just Caleb. Okay. And so you moved, you intentionally moved to San Marcos so that they could see grandparents and uncles and uncles and a family that had a yeah. dynamic that this was cohesive. Is what it's supposed to look like. This, wow. Yeah. Now that's profound right there. Right there. That's intentionality. That's intentionality. I also was terrified because I hated San Marcos. Before I left, uh, I was a bartender and I got pinned at my station. And this person was like, oh, I knew your mom. And like just the guy had to be like taken out by security and beaten up 
because he was so belligerent and just attacking. Where was this? What bar? It was over by our church. It's not there anymore. And you were bartending? Yeah. Is this, oh, this is before you moved out of there, right? Yeah, before we moved out. So yeah. this is like, then I came home and was like, I need to get out of here. Yeah. I'm done with San Marcos because this, this, uh, this past, it's not my past. It's following me. Yeah. My family legacy is following me and I don't want that. Yeah. So. And so then you moved in, back to San Marcos to be, cause that's where uh, Ernie's yeah. family is. Yep. Yeah. They moved from national city to San Marcos in junior high. And when did the business come back? Like when did the, when did you revisit the so business? So we had, um, Sarai who is now eight. She was six months old. I got a camera from one of the gals living with us. I was like, look what I got Ernie. And he's like, where'd you get that? Cause we're also, we went down, you know, we were only living off of one income at the time. You know, I quit my job to mm. raise my kids. Ah, cause what I was Ernie doing at this point? He's a computer science engineer. Yeah. So, and, um, you know, budgets were tight. Yeah. So he was like, what did you just do? And I was like, ah, she's not going to pay rent, but we have this camera. I just knew if I got a camera in his hands, he would fall in love and we would start a business. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Two weeks later, we were starting a business plan. So you knew if you got a, a, a camera into his hands, because yeah. he wasn't a photographer at this point. Well, he's dabbled in photography. Yeah. So he w worked with a defense contractor that did, like he had to learn how to use a camera. Yeah. So I knew, and we've always loved photography. We've always loved that stuff. And I just, Ernie is a, he's a beast for building. Yeah. And he's a beast in the business world. Like the way his mind works. And I knew I just had, like, I have to mm. give this to you because this is inside of you. Yeah. So that's So how. you saw that in him. Right, <coughs> and and yes. got got a camera in his hand. A couple weeks later, you're starting a business plan. Yeah, yep. And so, how did it go out of the gates? Oh, great! Everybody loved us. Yeah. So we were really strategic and intentional. Um, we made sure that we shot. How many together. years ago? So this is eight years ago. Okay. <coughs> so we always shot together, and. Um, you know, guys don't really like taking pictures unless you're JD. <laughs> That's true. JD's, I don't take that many pictures. Bro, you're on social media so much. <laughs> hey, you know, we got to keep up with the brand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm, I'm not, not mad. mad at you. I'm not mad. But um, <laughs> we knew like Ernie's love of sports and stuff like that. Yeah. would totally like chip people away, like the dudes away so they'd be comfortable. So we built the brand off of that and then we started doing portraits. We started watching YouTube to learn how to be photographers. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And we so signed you basically up. just kind of just learned on the fly. Yeah. We also knew um, we were running youth at the time at Awaken, helping mm. run youth. And we were having our very first like Awaken conference, youth conference. And we knew someone needed to capture that. So, okay. yeah. And we brought his brother in, started getting into it. So his brother is one of our main videographers. Ernie's. Yeah, Jason. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. <coughs> and so, um, twelve years younger than him. Are you serious? All his brothers are six years apart. How many brothers and sisters does he have? Uh, only two brothers. Two brothers. Yeah, two brothers. And so, and, and so then, when did the business really just explode? Would you say? PFA. The the Pathfinder Apprenticeship. Yeah. By the way, Pathfinder 
Pathfinder apprenticeship. apprenticeship is we what call PFA, it PFA, PFA is. Yeah. Okay. For the listeners and, and, and watchers. Um, <laughs> that's what catapulted it. Why did it catapult it? Yeah. So actually we had what Ernie explains this to when he teaches in the apprenticeship that we do, right? Yeah. Um, when he does his lead generation stuff. Um, we had what we call August. I was pregnant with Sayla, our third, yep. who is now three and a half. And um, all of our money dried up. Uh, my aunt was out here. I was embarrassed because we had no money. And mm. we come from, my family's pretty well off. Yeah. You know, we don't flaunt it or anything, yeah. but you know, we're, we're good to go. We're comfortable. My aunt doesn't really have to work. She does it because she likes it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, Sayla went breach. She went transverse, which is yeah. sideways. Yep. And we had to get like an emergency ultrasound. I went and saw Dr. Matt, which you guys are going to be here next week, right? Oh, yeah. So, and this whole time. That'll be a short one. Yeah, you think oh, I can talk, guys. Oh, God, here we go. Um, But you, he's not allowed to be late, though, because he has a leadership meeting afterwards. Guys, Chris, you have full permission just to cut. He's got no permission. At 6 o'clock. He's got nothing. Okay, 6.15 the latest. Just like shut the cameras off and We're walk We're starting away. earlier next week, though, on that one. Yeah, okay. Anyways, but... Anyways. So, um, yeah, we went into the ultrasound place, right? Yeah. And it's like a it's separate thing. And we know the guy. Like, Ernie and I had a miscarriage in between the two girls. Oh, you did? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, I was... Um, How many months in? 14 weeks when I found out. Ah. Uh, yeah, so... Sorry and. He so he knew us, yeah, and none of the credit cards were going in because they were all maxed out. No way. And he was like, you know what? We'll just invoice you. My aunt was like, you want me to pay for it? Yeah. And we're like, oh my god, no, we're so fine. Yeah. We're great. You know, because yeah. it's like I can't tell. And it's funny. My aunt now goes like, why didn't you ask for help? And I'm like, we don't do that. Yeah. You don't. You don't ask for help. You figure it out. Like you create solutions. Yeah. So, anyways, um. That was like our lowest of lows and we were in the shower and my aunt had left. Baby's still here. I'm, you know, she thinks she went nine days late and we were like, what are we going to do? And Ernie said, I really feel like if I can't make something happen in two weeks, I need to go back to the corporate world. Yeah. And I just remember like, here's the thing is I understand you are a provider, but God doesn't give you a vision to take it away. Mm. So that was like our lowest of lows. And God gave us this really crazy strategy. Um, and Ernie was like, listen, the Facebook ads there, they bill you at the end of the month. So if I start now, if I book, put $5 to it a day and I book just one wedding, it'll make it even. Yeah. So let me book three weddings or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And he booked one, two weddings. this was only like three years ago. Yeah. Three years ago, lowest of lows. Yeah. No money, 20 weddings, maybe. Yeah. 20 weddings a day. Which, actually, photographers, their money-making, like, success is 20 to 25 weddings. A a year. Yeah. Okay. So, with that, they, um, he did ads. He worked on my birthday, September, and... He used that as an ad and he shows it. He showed it in the teaching that he does at the Pathfinders Apprenticeship. And we started getting momentum. And Mm. 
he even in one call booked two brides. But he set a date like, yeah. okay, God, if it doesn't happen by this time, yeah. Yeah. that'll be a sign to me like yeah. I'm supposed to do something else. So, this was only three years ago. Yeah. yeah, like couldn't feed our kids, almost lost our house. <sighs> listen up, listeners. Listen, listen, watchers. Listen to this. This it's, is crazy. It's true. Well, and everyone looks at us now and they're like, oh, your Gucci gang shoes and your yeah. earrings. And it's like, listen, you know, we went from seven weddings, 20, 19 weddings. Yep. Then we went to 80. Yep. Or we went to 75. And then we went to, during the pandemic, we did 86. Our entire industry was shut down. But we still had to keep pushing forward. Because if yeah. you're not moving forward, you're dying. Yeah. There's no in between. If you're not growing, you're dying. Yeah. If you don't move, if you don't make moves, yeah. you're living in death. Yeah. And I know that sounds very extreme, but it's yeah. very true. Like yeah. you lose your momentum. Yeah. And then we went from 86 weddings to 310, 300. So whatever. this past year was your biggest year ever. Yeah. We purchased another business. Uh, we were in the process of purchasing one. It just yep. fell through, but yep. we're looking at another. We're launching venue management stuff like... Wedding planning is being added onto services. Wedding coordinating. And so, so talk about that for a second. We'll, 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 we'll once things start flowing like this, doesn't everything just start opening up? Well, yeah, totally. Once you hit, once you got, I, I really believe, and I've actually had a conversation even with like Jurgen, our pastor, yeah. right? Uh, God brings you down to the lowest of lows to make sure you can steward what He has like for you to yeah. make sure you could take care of like what you're supposed to take care of. So you'll see these phases, you know, even now, like there's things like last, last season, there's like, you know, give a strategy for cash flow because we're growing really fast, yeah. yeah, you know? So give a strategy for cash flow and people are depending on us. Like we don't really take it lightly when we bring somebody onto the team, yeah. like, right we're responsible for them and their family. We need to make sure they have jobs. They, you know, yep. we could pay them. We pay them diligently. We're not the people that are like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll pay you in two weeks later. Right, yeah, like, no, yeah. you, you have to take care of your people. Oh yeah. So, but once you start moving and you can be trusted with what's in your hand, 100% growth comes. Yep. And then things just open up from there. Yeah. Especially when you're ready to receive it. Oh Yeah. Cause you got to be ready to receive it. Totally. It's all mindset. It is mindset. It's all mindset. So talk to talk to, we're going to close with this. Give me some <coughs> for people right now. Cause everybody's living in fear. Oh my gosh. The majority of our society country, actually the world at this point, it's so heartbreaking. There's so much fear mongering going on more yeah. than ever, which is yeah. saying a lot. What would you say to, to the listeners and watchers F finish it up by giving them something on what to do right now? How do you get through this? What do you focus on? <clears throat> Well, first, turn off the news. Yeah. Um, I think it's really important what, you, what you're bringing into your world and into your body, into your mind, what you're watching, what you're listening to is like the number one key to where your mindset is. So turn off all the noise. If you have to take a break from social media, yeah. I don't care if it's attached to your business. Take yeah. a break. Yeah. Um, Social media is like really vulgar right now and f filled with fear and filled with censorship and this and that. Yeah, and like, you yeah. know, it's just, if it's not a conspiracy, it's something f filled with fear and hate. Yep. And then I think um, 
when 2020 happened and the whole pandemic or if you ask some people plandemic plandemic um so when that all happened uh we we were scared so were we yep. we just started like getting our momentum yep. our momentum's gonna freaking stop now yep and now people are on salary with us so we're like what are we gonna do and we pulled all of our marketing because nobody was having events nobody was having weddings and here's what here's a picture to mm-hmm. paint a picture for you yeah all right so you're in have you been to salt lake city no okay well, i may have flown in there that's maybe. sure the airport that's all yeah. i care about yeah so, you know, in airports, yeah. they have like the conveyor belt walking. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. Yeah. Do you guys know what it's called? No. I know what you're talking about. Okay. It's yeah. like an escalator, but right. it's flat. Right, right. So that's actually made to speed people up walking to get to their to their flights. Yeah. I don't know if you know that. So yeah. technically there's the etiquette. Like you're supposed to be etic- the etic- I'm not saying etiquette. Etiquette. Etiquette is the just like the the fast lane yeah is on the left yep and if you're gonna stand there and be lazy you're on your right right and you better make way for the people on the left yep right if you are standing there let's say you're standing on it backwards okay because that's what 2020 was yep. push the entire world backwards if you're standing on it backwards you're doing this you're going backwards yep you're you're not making moves which again is not moving is dying Yep. But if I'm standing on it backwards and I'm walking, I'm I'm making way more ground than you. So we opened up our marketing, continued to market. We found creative ways to tag certain people who were just going to get married, you know, and uh, we did their weddings. We did 86 of them. And then that pushed us into our industry is in absolute chaos right now. Um, right now. Yeah. And 2022 is going to be even worse. No kidding. Yeah. Which is why I'm like, uh, it's hard to project like what we're going to do because it's supposed to be the biggest wedding record in in all yeah. times. Yeah. So. And now with all this extra new strains, people looking like cl- closing downs coming around. Just here's the thing. Learn to think for yourself. Yeah. Okay. Mm. I'm going to be really honest. Like you are allowed to look at every picture. You, I believe when you make a decision for your life, you look at every side of the story. And from there, you decide what is best for you and your family. Because here's the thing is all the people that went and got vaccinated. Yeah. They're the ones that are getting the Rona now. Yeah. Like, yeah. so if you are vaccine and you are like, um, Who's the news anchor that just went viral? He just got COVID and he was so hating on people who didn't get vaccinated. Yeah. Gerard? Gerard? No. Oh, There's so many of them. Ha- I can't. He used to have his own talk show back when we were kids. Oh, Geraldo. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So he has been so anti-unvaccinated. Yeah. He went to the Keys. He got covid because he came back with a scratchy throat. Mm-hmm. He refused to get tested because he's like, no, I have a booster and I have my shots and this yeah. and that. He actually has apologized to the world. And he, and here's the thing is, like, imagine if you just stopped yeah. and looked at all the evidence. Would your decision been the same? And maybe it would have been. And I'm not against, you know, I don't want to make sure people don't 
I'm right. not against yeah. people getting vaccinated. Do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. Yeah. But also, like, just think for yourself. Yeah. Think for yourself. Think for yourself. Make your moves. Like. Do do your own research. Yeah. Look into it a little bit. Yeah. Before you believe all the hype and whatever the mainstream media is just pushing out there. Here's the thing. If, if someone is using fear to make you make a decision, that should be a red flag. That's a big red flag. You know, also look up our, our history. They did the same thing. Yeah. World War II, Nazi, Germany. The same thing. My, my family has told me stories. Yeah. Which is, I'm like, I'm, I cannot believe it's even happening again. And here in the U.S. of all places. It's crazy. Across the world now. Across the world. Crazy. <coughs> so. So yeah. the moral story is think for yourself. Be intentional. If you feel fear inside of you, rush towards it to break off the fear. And if people are using fear to control you or make you make decisions, pause. Pause. Do your research and think for yourself. Take a step back if that's happening. And it's yeah. happening right now. Yeah. Whole, uh, like across the board. Yeah. It's really sad. It really breaks my heart. Like, you know, my kids are in soccer and it breaks my heart to hear people talk about like, oh, my kids are getting their booster shots or, oh, you know, yeah. and it's like, but we don't know. Yeah, I know. And it's, it's not hidden that we don't know what's going to happen. So, and if you, it's, it's yeah, right that's not for a secret. You, yeah. It's not. It's fact. Yeah. We don't know. People have even, I uh, just, yeah. But it, you like, and I understand people have grandparents that are like, you know, yeah. immune compromised. I get that yeah. 100%. Also like use common sense. If you're sick, stay home. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Drink yeah. more water. Drink more water. Another liter. That's right. Oh, I'll tell you what, this was fantastic. What an amazing story, Fiona. Yeah, and thanks. I hope I hope that uh, this resonated with you know resonates with someone or you know that hears your stories, inspired to do something about it. You know, change their surroundings, be intentional. The best entrepreneur and the most successful business people are the ones who are committed to the journey mm. and just keep taking one step more, one step. One more step. Yep. They don't give up. They don't give up and enjoy the journey. They're authentically themselves, chains and all. They're authentically themselves. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Authentically themselves. That's true. Be you. Be you, boo-boo. Be you, boo-boo. All right, girl. Appreciate it. Love you. Thank you for all you've done for me and the, the influence oh. you've had on me and my family. Can't wait to see what's next. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. That's it. That's a wrap. Deuces. Oh. Have a nice day.